0: You are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, The Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. True. Every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com, of course, and every major podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. And if you go to someone like Spotify, please subscribe and leave a kind five-star rating, if you will. It really helps us quite a bit. And if you're feeling really frisky, you can go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp, become a SwordChomp VIP. But we'll talk about that more a little bit later. <clears throat> Big show today. First rule of SwordChomp Fight Club. Go to the Sword Chomp Instagram page on Thursday, May 21st. Second rule of Sword Chomp Fight Club leave a gaming related versus battle for us to discuss on the podcast on our question of the week story. Happened yesterday. Versus battles like Crash Bandicoot versus Banjo Kazooie, Kratos versus Dante. Pokemon vs. Digimon, Resident Evil 2 vs. Silent Hill 2, Uncharted series vs. the Tomb Raider reboots, Sam Fisher vs. Agent 47, Squall vs. Cloud, Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh. Third rule of Sword Chomp Fight Club, tune in to today's show where we debate every single one of these listener-chosen face-offs for the topic of the show. That's right, it is going to be an epic show where we take a whole bunch of... Of of versus battles picked by you, the listener, and uh we debate them and pick them on the show. Um, it's gonna be fun. You don't want to miss it. And just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water post-coronavirus, of course, you know, with the beaches shutting down and whatnot, and some of them reopening. Think again, because we have early impressions of the shark open world game man-eater. Uh, Amazon is shipping a new online multi player game called the crucible what you've never heard of it well guess what we have the full rundown from josh and rich and uh (laughs) josh weathers the frustrations of playstation one's stealth games um with the cult classic tenshu uh, I have some fascinating thoughts continue on Hellblade and the year 2017 I want to talk to you guys about. Me and Rich fling our proverbial feces at each other in the name of Joker and the Final Fantasy VII Remake and PlayStation 5 triangles, so many triangles, <sighs> and more. Let's get some introductions. Rich is here from New York, the one and only, the Rich Meister. How you doing, Rich? Uh, pretty good. I don't know much about triangles,
1: but I prefer a good rhombus. <laughs>
0: you're, a, you're a rhombus guy, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, coming out as pro- Don't want to tie pro... him down. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> coming out as pro-rhombus. <laughs> pro-rhombus. All right, it's a strong take. I mean, I'm gonna have to change my whole perspective on you as a person. I know, I'm very brave. I mean, I know.
2: change it a little bit, kind of tilt your head to the side.
0: Yeah, no. Oh, man. that's right. That's all the perspective change. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good I rhombus. See. Good rhombus zinger. Yeah, mm. good It's been a while since I heard a good rhombus singer. Wow. Um, yeah, Rich, I'm excited you're here today. Uh, we have lots to talk about, like the PlayStation 5 demo. That's the triangles I was alluding to. Um, also, I know you're back on the Final Fantasy 14 grind. Uh, back on my was, bullshit. Have you ever considered having one of those Final Fantasy 14 weddings one day online that were uh, so popular back in the day?
1: No. No. Um... That's it. I don't have a smart answer for that. No. (laughs) Um, I will say this is actually a really fun thing to think about it uh, because the last time I got back into F14 in a big way, um, I had lost my character and had to start the game over. Uh Um, And so you can really date when I got back into it last by my character name, which is Jojo
0: Kofefe. Oh, Kofefe. Yes. Kofefe was a good time. I mean, no, it wasn't a good time, but it's uh, now it might
1: seem worse than it did then. (laughs) It's true. It was it was like a, you know, a a signal of things to come.
0: Uh Ain't that the truth? Well, thanks for being here, man. We're going to have a lot of fun here. That's our first fighter in the Fight Club. Rich Meister. Um, Do you know the first rule of Fight Club? Because you're breaking it a lot. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a Sword Chomp Fight Club. All right. Sword Chomp Fight Club It's different. Um, this topic of the show idea was Shay, uh, the one and only Shay Layton is here, the professor, uh, Shay said we've been arguing a lot lately, so he thought the best way for us to really come together this week was by to argue a lot more. Um, so I thought that was probably good, you know, fight fire with fire.
2: Now that I've
3: actually thought about that logic laid out exactly that way, I quit. I, I, I,
2: I have my doubts.
3: I yeah.
1: Well, that was kind of like, um, I, this is an interesting, weird segue. One time at work years ago, my boss pulled a bunch of us into the office and he said, Hey, listen, we're going to sit around and we're going to go round circle and we're going to tell oh. e- each other about the perceptions we have of each other of the negative things we think <laughs> about each other to which I responded. I'm pretty sure there's an episode of the office about this and it does not go well.
2: Did he, did he just Fall asleep before the end of that one.
1: And like he he caught the first half, and he was like, "That seems like That's a great an amazing idea. idea." Yeah, no need to finish this episode. I've got to get to the office.
0: Do 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 do, 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 that's about do, as much do, 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 do. as we can do before we get
4: soon. <laughs> uh-huh. no yeah, i true. I thought that was the office he was talking about but yeah i'm go- I'm glad to be here man uh i thought this would be a really fun light-hearted topic to have i i uh you're absolutely right we've argued a lot i figured that we can get some of that repressed emotion out um that we have for each other so like when one of us is like, "Yeah, Ze- uh, sorry, Legend of Zelda is the better, better game." No Mario. No, you fucking asshole! It's this game. Like, we can get some of that repression out, um, and we'll be good for the rest of the year, or at
3: least for the next two months until we fight again. I'm really looking forward to that day. It's true. Yeah. You know to say, yeah. you know, you know,
0: what do you know about yourself until you've been in a fight? Am I right?
3: I thought um, you were going to say the
4: family that argues together fucks together. <laughs>
0: what? It's
4: problematic in what? its own way. <laughs> what? Oh my
0: god. Speaking of JonBenet Ramsey. <laughs> I'm just going to drop I, I have the Fight Club quotes open I'm just going to drop Fight Club quotes randomly today. Um, it's going to be fun. Just because so. you put feathers in your butt doesn't make you a chicken. This is, this is your life and it's ending one moment at a time, Shay. Thanks for being here. Any you know I'm fun. I'm surprised
4: you haven't gotten into um Chuck Palahniuk as an author because like as as a very young adult I used to love his books but as I've gotten older it's just this pseudo edgy business that I just I haven't found myself been as easily able to get into as I've gotten older and Morgan I feel like he'd be right there for for you like that that's that's your style of author right there
2: I do like chokes. We're starting early. Here, I see. (laughs) Um, Getting it all out
1: now. Just nobody, you know, if you like Fight Club, Fight Club's good. Enjoy it for what it is, and just never engage with Fight Club 2. Because if you read Fight Club 2 and you were like, oh, it's better now. I don't want to talk to you. I had no
0: idea there was a Fight Club 2. Don't
1: look up what happens in it, because
0: oh boy, does it ruin Fight Club. Uh, Well, you can't, well...
1: Yeah, you absolutely can. You can undercut the entire point of it. There
0: was a penis at the end of that movie. Um, Thanks for being here, Shay. It's, it's not envelope. at the end of that movie. Is that your takeaway? Okay, you know what? Never mind. Maybe you can't ruin it
1: for Morgan, because I don't think he understood it.
0: <laughs> That's uh, Everyone was like, oh my God, did you get this whole this twist? I'm like, dude, there was a penis. Yeah, um, there was a dick. <laughs> was it totally, there was a dick there, guys. I saw it. It was real fast. And what part you of that was a to twist me. to you? What twist?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you looks... No, it seemed pretty straight. Joshua Fowler is here uh, from Michigan. Uh, Josh, everyone is worried this week because there's some shit going down in Michigan as well. So if you could just reassure everyone that you're not fine and everything's terrible, that'd be great.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, just like usual. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, har- hardly any difference. Uh, but uh, no, that is uh, just along a quite different river than the one <laughs> I live along, so... I am, I am good. I am, I am not affected by that other than, you know, all the evacuated people that are kind of trying to find somewhere else to be.
3: Yeah. But luckily soldiers
2: can't, uh, quarter in your home. Yeah. That's true, you know? Uh Uh-huh.
0: It's tough, yeah. That's a that is a rough situation, but we are glad that you are okay. I should reach out to some of those other people I know that are in Michigan too. Now that I think about it, yeah, so I think
2: I think most of us are on the lakes. Um, we've got some Geronians yeah. like myself, and then a few over on the other side of the state,
3: okay. Um well, Josh, we got a lot of fun. I know there's nothing
0: you enjoy more, Josh, than arbitrary discussions like uh, Crash Bandicoot versus, uh Banjo Kazooie. So he mm-hmm. does love that? that. I know. I know there's nothing. It's kind of like like um, those like those sports arguments that I don't hate them, but I know it's like how would the Bulls go against the 2004 San Antonio Spurs? You know, to fill radio air. I think that mm-hmm. stuff can be fun too. That's so. just Dungeons
1: and Dragons for sportscasters.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, nobody loves Cause you know, <laughs> it's those, those funny, epithel- but this is going to be fun. I think because people are going to get to know us a little bit, by the way, I'm general mountain time here, Morgan, uh, from Montana and people get to know us a little bit in the process in a fun way. I'm actually going to set a timer for all of these of two minutes for each question. See how that goes. It's going to be like some sort of not rapid fire, but quick. Because, oh my god, we have a lot of these, and I was just imagining this show being like four hours long. When you say um, set a timer, I just hope you have like one of those
1: hourglasses your dentist gives you to brush your teeth <laughs> with. I love a good hourglass.
0: You really took it love. out
1: of a Pictionary game? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm more, yeah, I'm more of a Scattergories guy. But, I'm going to get, get you sure an hourglass to. for Christmas. I really like Scattergore. Scattergrades doesn't have what has one of those loud timers where you like crank it up and it goes the whole time you're trying to write. It's just like What's the name <coughs> of that what's the name of that game where you fit the shapes in
1: the
4: hole and then it explodes? Sex. Exactly. You know, you know exactly. <laughs> Rich, you set him up for that. What <laughs>
2: Like, <laughs> give you I do not know Morgan. who you were talking to. Are
1: yeah, that's a good point. But do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, it's a table, and there's like shapes you have to put in these um, indentations. And when the timer runs out, it just like pops off.
3: <coughs> Fuck. No idea. No Somebody idea.
1: knows what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, if you know us. what Rich is talking about, please email us swordchumbagmail.com. If you don't care, that's fine too. Let's uh, let's segue here to the topic of the show. <laughs> um, this is going to be good. I went to the Swordchomp Instagram page. That's why I called the Swordchomp Fight Club, because we're all going to step in the ring here. And these are fun. Now, I guess we're not doing these as a group necessarily, right? Shay, these are individual choices. It doesn't matter for consensus. Consensus is irrelevant. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, yeah. This isn't like our game of the year show where we're like arguing and like, no, you're fucking wrong. It's this. No, we're not going to do that. Like we can just, dis- we can briefly discuss our choices. And of course that's going to lead into the hilarity because it wouldn't be fun yeah. if it was like uh legend of Zelda or Mario. And then we just say our answer and we move on there. There's got to be like a good minute discussion, but I would hard, if I was you, I would hard cap it at a minute, like for per person tops, if that, I would even say probably two minutes in total for the discussion. I would hard cap it. That way you can yeah. get to as many prompts as I you said, can.
0: Two minutes. Um, yeah. Maybe that was lost in the lag. Yeah. That's, that's, I agree a hundred percent. And a lot of these are all picked. These are all picked by listeners, not us. And there wasn't anything super generic in there, like Mario vs. Zelda. So thank God. Um, also, also, I don't feel
1: like those things are comparable. Like th- those are bad ones to compare. Yeah. They're so different.
0: Um, it's it's strange because I was looking up. I was looking up back in the day. Everyone knows Game Facts, right? You know, everyone's been to Game Facts. Everyone loves yeah. Game Facts. Right? Um, I think
2: they're okay. I don't know if I love them. I I they're not as season... useful lately. It seems like there's just not the community there, really, working on them the way they used to back in the day. Yeah, you know, in the heyday. Yeah, I
1: don't know what sites plug away. Like I know, like IGN and stuff still has like a head of guides and stuff, and they still seem to put the same amount of care into that sort of shit, but not many mm-hmm. outlets do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it seems like in the back in the day, it was such a a handy place to get the information needed, but now it's everywhere. So, but game facts. um, in their prime, they did one of those. They used to do those character battles all the time, where people will go and vote on like the, the annual character battle. And I am not even fucking kidding you. From what I saw, the, like the ten that they did, Link won nine of them, which is just insane. <laughs> uh, the fucking people and Link, good god. Mm-hmm. But um, it <laughs> it made me laugh. And also, they did in 2005 they did a best game of all time. And guess what won that? Final Fantasy VII. Makes sense. Is it?
2: Two thousand five seems very early to just go ahead and put a put a lid on it. Like best game of all time. That's like, it. All games are we done. We
1: peaked.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it
1: seems like a, a pretty a, a weird title to go with. <laughs> <laughs> it should have just been like best game of all time
0: so far. Mm-hmm. Bum, yeah. Bum,
1: bum. Gotta leave room. That's what I would there. have called it.
0: All right. Well, let's pop it open. I have the. Um, Question of the week here pulled up, and everyone left their nice little handy comments here in my Instagram app, so I'm yes. pulling them up right now. This guy keeps um, saying handy.
2: Actually, also, it's going
0: to be- I also have some from
2: the Handy twi- comments. Just, I don't know if you caught it's that. A bunch, of, a bunch of notes there, like, don't squeeze so hard. That, that's fine, Shay.
0: You can do that. Can, uh, can Rich, can you- Do you have your- can I'm sorry. Your f- yeah, I have my <laughs> phone. What do you, what do you need? I, Josh and I, I are really enjoying that joke. <laughs> I, I need a stop. I just need a two-minute stopwatch from you whenever I say go. Yeah, hold on. Let um, me get it pulled up. What I'm going to do on these is I'm going to throw them all to one person to start with, and then everyone just kind of jump in, and we'll all be conscious of the fact that these are going to be about two minutes long. So, like, every okay. single one of these will start with a different one of you just to kick it off so we're not all like, Let me get
1: all kind of weigh in. I got a stopwatch pulled up so I can just start it when you say go, and then uh, I'll stop it at two minutes, and I'll, I'll just keep us, I'll keep us on time. All right. Okay,
0: well, the, thank you again. I will give you a shout-out if you left a comment um, on our Instagram page and we read it. So, let's do it. Everybody step into Sword Chomp Fight Club. <sighs> ding, <Ooh>. ding. <sighs> Boom. B-D-U-B-K-E-G is the first comment. Halo verse Borderlands. I will start this one off. Rich, start the clock. Two minutes. Boom. Uh, This seems laughable to me that we'd compare Halo and Borderlands. um, uh, The only halfway decent Borderlands game is the first one. So that's my strong opinion there. I Um, agree 100%. Yeah.
2: Yep. Halo. That's it? Come on, guys. That's it. That's not. I thought (laughs) Halo was going to have more to say there.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. I agree 100%. There's way more better Halo
2: games than there are Borderlands games. Halo 1 was amazing. I was, I was just Halo taking it. Halo 1 amazing. versus Borderlands 1.
4: Or you could just take it as Halo 1 versus the entire Borderlands franchise and
0: Halo and it still, still stomps it. <laughs> yeah, that's as much as I love a good loot game and believe me, I do love a good loot game. That's why Borderlands, the first Borderlands was such a cool thing. Um yeah, it just doesn't feel like a, a comparable thing. I don't know why. I, why are you going to set up Borderlands to fail like that, BD? Why Why are you going to do that?
1: <laughs> we're just looking for fun ways to hurt that horrid hard magician. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much.
5: We're, <laughs> we we're coming, his name. We may we're coming the for you, Pitchford.
0: It's like Voldemort. You, you don't have to say his name. Just call him the horrible magician. We know who he is. Um. All right, we can stop the stopwatch there. I think we're good. Great, that only took us a minute and twenty. Popping through. That was that was a warm up. Okay, we're getting our vocal cords ready. It's about twenty seconds um, more than I expected.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say it was about a minute more than I expected. I was gonna, being generous, huh? Uh, all right, yeah. Sorry for the slight
0: awkwardness there. We're just getting used to it all. It's fun. I love the I love live awkwardness. It's my favorite thing in the world.
4: I much prefer to watch it recorded. Mm. <laughs> You know, if you just I, press I forward, we'd, we'd already be. If you just press forward, we're already done past the awkwardness. Just keep going, and we'll forget about it. Uh, go. Who would want to do that?
0: Evan Hempstead said, "Resident Evil Seven versus the Evil Within 2. Rich, go start the watch.
1: Uh, RE Seven, baby. Uh, and I really like the Evil Within Two. Like, I actually more so than the first one, found it to feel like a. Uh, a good successor to exactly kind of what Resident Evil 4 was. Like, it felt more like that than Resident Evil had in a long time. But I love the hell out of RE7. I should say I think VR adds a lot to that, and it really elevates my opinion of that game. But uh, Resident Evil 7 is phenomenal.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think the VR is warping your opinion there, because RE7's not a good game. <gasps> oh, I fucking love it. Me it's too. Really not good. Even without They've... the
4: VR, it's still a better game. No, I'm just kidding. I actually have never played uh, the Evil Within two, but I really liked RE seven a lot. Atmospherically, I think, uh, in a lot of parts, they do a really good job. Obviously, not throughout the entire game, but yeah. it was it was one of the it scarier is... games I've played in quite some time. It is.
2: It is almost as scary as the uh, Chuck E. Cheese song that the game is based off of. The little animatronic.
3: No, no that's probably...
2: Isn't
3: that I, Five
0: Nights at Freddy's or whatever that is?
2: He goes by Frederick now.
0: The little Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, look, Chuck e. Cheese, those things are scary, man. Those things fucking haunt my memories to this day. All right. His name is Charles. <laughs> Charles Entertainment Cheese. It's a good regular show episode, too. No, I... Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy, too. I don't... Evil Within 2 didn't do a lot for me. Actually, weirdly enough, kind that of... That game's was-
1: great. I will stand by saying that game is great.
0: You like the second one, huh?
1: Yeah, more. I like the first one plenty. I like the second one a lot more than the first one.
0: I think the flow of the first one was more of a traditional, like Resident Evil style game that I I found worked for that. Whenever they tried to make it open world, it just kind of I got just it's not really. In. I don't know if I'd call it open world.
1: Open <laughs> like world-esque. I get, I get that's what they were trying yeah. for.
0: And yeah, and I'd love yeah. for you to have a rebuttal, but time. I mean, look, yeah, Resident Evil Seven is one of my favorite games of the generation in VR. So. Just it's a fantastic fight. game. I don't it's think that's a... the face that Josh makes at me. I don't think um, that's a,
1: a strange opinion. That game's great. It's
0: the killer app for VR. Can,
1: all right. Uh,
3: Josh, you yeah, can start no, this not. next...
0: What's the, okay, what's the killer app for VR for you? Uh, Pornhub? Nah, Let's because I, that's
1: just as good without it. In fact, it's more awkward with it.
4: Well...
3: The killer of so the lock in my the, door uh,
4: would be uh, Moss, and I'll take that to the grave. You said Astrobot wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's Moss. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'll I'll fight um, anybody. Moss
0: was a great game. Moss is a great. I'll game I'll fucking fight. Next question.
4: Game.
0: All right, uh, Josh. Stage select start. Said Simon Belmont versus Bionic Commando. Go. Bionic who? <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I don't have a strong opinion for either, but I don't I'm sorry, uh,
1: which one of those people has an amiibo?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (sighs) Thank you, Stage Slick. Jay Powers, 83. Shay, BJ Blazkowicz, or Duke Nukem? Go.
4: What was the first one? Sorry, bad connection. That's fine. BJ Blazkowicz. Or Duke, BJ Blaskowitz, we voted him for the best haircut of 2017 or 2018, whatever fucking year it was. It doesn't matter. Best haircut, better character. That's the end of it. Duke Nukem sucks. Yeah, I feel
0: like he's gonna win by default because Duke Nukem's so awful, um, and BJ Blaskowitz is just fine, I guess. So, eh. Is there, <laughs> he did win Best Haircut, and if people don't get the humor in that, then you've never played Wolfenstein 2. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good joke, guys. It's, it's solid. Back when we used to do a Best Haircut. Uh, good times. All mm. right. Digital Samurai. I'll throw it back to you, Shay, because that one was a little weird. Digital Samurai said Isaac Clark from Dead Space or the Marine Guy from Doom?
3: Go. Isaac Clark. He has an actual story. He has actual back
4: story. He actually has something going on and his story is interesting and compelling. Isaac Clark done. Doom guy has a backstory. It's just not good. <laughs> ah, yeah, you're I think you're being a little generous there.
1: Then, uh, no, I'm saying he has a story. It's just not a good one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, we're on the same side here. I'm just, you know, drawing attention to that. You look, no, I'm the, fucking uh,
4: saying. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Doom, Doom guy might be all about rip and tear, but you know Isaac Clark is all about dismembering. So you want rip and tear? Hey, you want hey. dismemberment?
1: He's also about panic attacks.
0: That's which, which, which I can relate. I can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, and he's chasing his his love. Like, what is it? The ghost of his dead wife or something? So yeah, yeah. and
1: I I also weirdly stare out my apartment window while muttering to myself.
2: Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. J- Josh. It seems strange that you just picked two non-characters there. Like it's 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 a much tighter contest than they're making out there. But uh but yeah, it's it's, it's still probably Isaac. Was was he still the protagonist in 2 and 3? Yes, sir. Yep.
0: Yeah. Never exactly. played 3 to to be honest with three you. 3
1: starts with him like full off being like conspiracy guy living in his shitty apartment like
0: Oh, really? The years have not been kind to Isaac Clarke. Well, to be fair, the second one started off with him in the straight jacket and that whole scene, so I remember that. Yeah, like, well, did but... you play was the same um... character
2: because of the whole lack oh, yeah. of character thing? Uh, I mean,
0: the, uh, the, the, the arcade
1: game uh, that was just a hacking minigame, like, leads straight into why he's in that position at the start of two. And regardless of the narrative beat it tries to thread, like, that hacking arcade game they released was actually a really fun from a gameplay standpoint.
0: Yeah, I feel like before Doom Eternal, this would have been a slightly more competitive decision for me because of the cool myth. Um, Are my memories mythos- betraying me, Josh?
2: <laughs> no, I'm just uh- <clears throat>
3: that, that 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 Windows Pipe game was. Anyway, that Windows Pipe game
0: uh, and Sick Boy anyway. Twenty One had a similar thing. It's an easy transition. Rich, he said, Doom Guy or Mirac. The first dragonborn. I don't know what Marak is, so like Morocco, <laughs> like the country.
1: I'm gonna it give says, it to Doom Guy because I don't know what that that is.
0: <laughs> Doom Guy versus Morocco. Um, no, it says Marak, supposed first dragonborn. So um, is that Do- a Skyrim thing? Doom Guy wins
1: because I know who
2: he is. Yeah, that's tricky. I'm I sorry, didn't C- think Doom cool. Guy was going to win, like, and, but yeah, it seems he's pulled out a pulled out a victory here. He's pulled
1: out a victory by me not knowing who the other guy is. And Rich knows everything. This is his life.
0: This is all he does. And if he I feel know, like
1: you're really judging me pretty hard there. I,
0: there's a lot more to me than this. <laughs> I also drink. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, sick boy. We don't know who that is, so. Doom guy, you squeak one out. Um Wait, I mean, was, if you guys. What,
5: what are
2: was
0: co- the other one? Mirak? M I R I think if anyone knows it's gonna be yeah. Shea. Morocco, hmm. Obama.
3: Like a
4: rock. <laughs> oh, oh, Doom like Guy versus The rock.
0: rock. Oh, oh, now that's that's closer. Hmm.
1: Oh, The Rock, yeah, <laughs> yeah, The Rock wins that. Yeah,
2: it's not Come closer on. at all. Yeah, that, that's that's actually farther apart because we don't have to stop and figure <laughs> out who one of them is. Like
1: the difference was when it was Doom <laughs> Guy and a guy I never heard of. I was like, still like, well, what do we like,
2: know about this guy? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, who, who is this mysterious stranger?
3: <laughs> tell me, tell me three tell things me about it. I'm intrigued.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, to be
4: fair, I don't know who Marak is.
5: Yeah.
0: Sorry. Hey, we tried, sick boy. Um, all right. Uh, Reeve Matt has a hot one here for you, Josh. That's why I want to throw it to you first. Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> Sorry. Of Rivia. Uh, you you went in Geralt. so hard
2: on, Gerart, on Geralt that you couldn't, I did. couldn't finish it there. I ruined it. Mm-hmm. Gerald of, of Rivia. Course,
0: uh, Ger- Gerald uh, from The Witcher or Solid Snake from Reeve Matt?
4: Boom. Go. Solid Snake.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All day long. Yeah.
4: Solid Snake, baby. You guys are fucking high. What the fuck is wrong with you three?
5: I haven't
1: read the Witcher books and loved them, but I fucking love me some w- Solid Snake. Which is a
0: huge Witcher fan, so that's interesting. Uh,
4: yeah. It's interesting for sure, but that's alright. He's... <laughs> He's uh he's been drinking a little bit. He's uh saying wild things. It's right <laughs> actually now. not true. In the heat of the moment. <laughs> I understand, Rich. It's okay.
0: I'm stone cold sober. Look, ger- girl is fine. Like as I played that game more, I was like, okay, he's not as awful as I thought he was, but solid snake is. Iconic. Why would, why would you, I don't know why you'd think he was awful? Uh, no, I just because he just seems so. Yeah, sp- like...
1: Jerry's
2: a stand up guy.
0: <laughs> it, at first, he was just getting weird. The like, Witcher, the childish, you mean Jerry? He had this, like, you know, long white ponytail, and he kind of was all talked real gruff. And I was just like, "What is this guy name? Yeah, and what a he,
4: monster! He ended yeah. up being a fine how fucking character, dare. But. How fucking dare he have a voice? God damn it! I'm sick of these fucking characters having voices. You know that? Look, <laughs> it's the worst.
0: S- Solid Snake is
4: one of the more iconic characters of all time. I, I, I. Sorry, it- I'm sorry. Doesn't Solid Snake have a gruff voice? Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, he does. He does. But it fits. Yeah, it's I don't like, like. I don't like this gruff voice guy. I like this gruff voice guy. Yeah, this gruff voice didn't do anything for me. But this one, I like this one. A more well, tortured I... venom snake.
0: Well, yeah. Whenever I first saw Geralt, I didn't like imagine his voice sounding like that. So I think that's why
2: it took me back a little bit. I feel the same way I was about haggling. Expecting, expecting more of a sort of a Niles vibe to it. <laughs> oh, that would that would have been great. That would have been pretty. Uh, I I
4: think that you might you would possibly have some valid opinions Morgan if you didn't pronounce Geralt's name 20 different ways during this two minute segment. And that's segment. time. <laughs> I really
0: have no idea fucking say it properly. It's Geralt. Uh, let's just leave it at Gerald. I like that Jerry um Jerry the Jerry Witcher. of Rivia okay uh so I'll start this one. South Dakota soccer said games staying at sixty dollars with microtransactions or games with full content costing one hundred and fifty dollars. This is actually a really interesting question, but I can't imagine paying one hundred and fifty dollars for a game man i can't I just can't see that um,
4: but I, I yeah, don't no. do the
0: microtransaction thing. I think having the option for transactions is always the way to go because I can avoid them. So.
4: I I think that's a little yeah a little extreme. If he had said eighty dollars, which was actually the original price of a lot of video games back in the day, or sixty dollars with 64. microtransaction, then I think that would be a more compelling discussion there. Obviously, I'm gonna go sixty dollars with microtransactions because I think we've kind of become numb to mic- microtransactions at this point. So I can I can live with those yep. at the end of the day. I can circumnavigate those and circumvent those but if it was 80 dollars, no microtransactions you get all the dlc then yeah that's a that's a legitimate discussion right there
2: we've uh we've only got two minutes so we're not going to get there i'm going to skip ahead the correct answer is 40 dollars without that's an ideal the market answer has increased in enough of a size that uh they just make it on volume without uh if they hit those sales yeah price.
5: i mean
1: well I, I, I i'm more of a uh, fan of the idea of and i know this will never happen that even AAA should be more in the vein of indie, and it should be sort of a case-by-case basis
2: yeah there are only a few games that are still doing that and it's shocking when you guys, see them guys, these days guys. like like what they're not trying to sell me a battle pass
1: because i'll buy one if they have one mm-hmm
4: Rich, yeah, mobile games you, aside, you have I've to ta-
1: you
5: have
4: a take a stance. You got to take a stance.
1: What's this my stance? I only have 10 seconds to take a stance.
4: Take it now. That's the, Go. That's what
1: she said. Uh, 60 microtransactions. It's just what I'm used to. Okay.
4: Okay, cool. I thought I did take a stance. So yeah, but then,
5: but then Morgan, you kind of you've went back a, and you've you're got like, a problem
2: there. You just, that's what she said to you have 10 seconds to take a stance. <laughs>
5: It makes sense,
1: doesn't no, it? it kind of. There's
2: no joke no. there. Your experiences a s- a are not universal. Stance. We're well over 2 a minutes. Stance. Yes, a stance. That's what everyone calls them. What's your favorite stance?
0: But sometimes I'm like, "Hey babe, can you change your stance?" Oh, what? I like
2: that I like that I like
4: that doggy stance. Oh, you know the missionary <laughs> stance?
0: No. Can <laughs> we Can we
1: do, can we do an animal, animal stance? stance?
0: <laughs> There's a stance within the position. It's it's a layer okay? It's three layers deep. All right, let's see here. Um, It's not even Uh, a half a layer deep. (laughs) (laughs) How could you say that about me? All right. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Beepo Man 182. Shay, Oh, I'm sorry. Josh. Crash Bandicoot or Ratchet
3: and Clank? Crash Bandicoot. Ooh, going with the jorts. Oh, wow. That one's close.
0: I love John Cena. I think I agree like Ratchet and Clank I've never been able to get into. Uh, I've tried so many times and like I'm just like okay, I, I guess I just don't get it. I think they're fine games, but I've never like played a Ratchet game and been like, "Damn, I see what all the fuss is about," you know.
1: Oh, I love Ratchet and Clank.
2: The the I think your best bet if you're going to try to go back to it is actually the remake of the first one that they did a few years yeah. back. Yeah. Because yeah, it's when got, the movie was
0: coming out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cuz it's actually got really good voice acting to go with a lot of the writing like it wasn't bad before but it just like the the quality wasn't there's a lot more polish to it yeah the whole thing is just much more polished um and i th- i think if you're gonna fall in love with it that's a pretty good way to at this point um
1: that's definitely the the best the best ratchet and clank game is that remake of the first one if you ask me it,
2: yeah it's very good but yeah. we all agree, crash.
3: Yeah, I'll still take crash over Ratchet so. and Clank. But I, I love so Ratchet is. and Clank. Mm-hmm. Take the Jorts.
4: N- yep, yep. Crash Bandicoot. Like, like they said, Ratchet and Clank. Fun, fun games. But nothing, nothing close comes to Crash Bandicoot there in that, in that game. I'd take Clank over Ratchet. Probably.
0: All right, let's see here. Although you could pet Ratchet. So you uh, want Dan- Secret Agent Clank for the PSP? I'll get you a copy. Sure. Dano322, uh, Shay, Kratos versus Dante.
4: My connection is bad. Can you say that one more time? It's fine. Kratos
0: of God of War versus Dante, Devil May Cry. Kratos?
1: Oh, good. I thought you meant Dante never... from the Dante's Inferno game. A
4: true icon. I Yeah, I never really got into uh, the, the Devil May Cry I had completely forgotten games, about right. that
2: train wreck <laughs> until you brought it up, Rich. Yeah.
4: No, no I never really to, got into yeah. those games. Uh, Kratos, also with this 2018 or 2018 um, God of War, became a very compelling character for me, and I definitely want to see more of his story, so definitely
2: Kratos. It would have been Dante until the last God of War. Yeah, even, even I mirrored mean, that the, thought. Even though the last Devil May Cry is still really good, it wasn't like the jump up in quality for Kratos in this last one was so ridiculously massive that he, yeah, he, he absolutely wins it.
0: Yeah, I think I, think I would agree with you guys. It, Not that I didn't like the old God of War because it was sort of like, it was just a metaphor for game violence. It really wasn't a character per se. There wasn't actually a character there. That's the thing that bothers me about the new Kratos. I'm not as high on him as everyone else is. I think he is a great character compared to a non-character. Sure.
1: I, can, I, can I don't think down. it's a matter of comparison. I think it's great to see that sort of character evolve into what he is now like he, he was violence for violence sake and like the fact that that's who he used to be shows in that character but I, I think my main point is like I mirror that sentiment if you had asked me this when just the PS3 God of Wars existed it would be it would yeah. have been Dante but that's no longer the case
5: mm-hmm.
0: yep it would have been interesting Um Yarto said uh, peanut butter versus jelly uh... it's a weird one peanut butter Peanut butter,
2: yes. Peanut butter, yeah, yeah. that's easy. Much that's more cheese. versatile. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's tough because off. jelly kind of, that could be any sort of jelly, so you can, mm. you know, you, you've got a I wide variety of fruit flavors there, but I still yeah. think peanut butter just on its own is probably still flexi- more flexible than all the other jellies. What, what I'll
1: say is, and this is my test for this in particular, I have plenty of times taken a piece of bread, put just peanut butter on on it, and eaten it. I've never taken a piece of bread, put just jelly on it, and eaten it. If you want to put just jelly on it,
2: you have to toast the bread first. Yeah, Yeah,
1: no, that's acceptable. Yeah, uh, like
0: when you go to a restaurant, they give you those little jelly packets with the toast. Those are all right. Yeah,
1: that's that's an okay move, but untoasted bread with just jelly on it, that'd be weird. Because that's like, I've taken some sugar and I've put jelly on it.
0: Mm-hmm. for all my uh, power lifters out there just slop some peanut butter in a bowl with a couple of scoops of protein powder and mix it up it's great i just put um, it in, butter, pack it in yeah, my lip don't. like chewing tobacco like eight ounces of soy <laughs> milk kind of make it give it a nice like goopy consistency it's good it's really good silk brand soy milk if you can shade it's shade Dino. okay he I'm said he was going shade... to the bathroom can't you read oh. I, no, I can't. I can't have that. No, I can't read. Don't you know that yet, Rich? You've been doing podcasting for too, a long time. You know how
2: we always try to make each other break? If he has that open at all, he's just instantly broken constantly through the show. Yeah, so.
0: That's why I miss all, to all keep this stuff. I, I, don't the, yeah, I don't keep the chat.
2: i got
1: to stop just... sending you those edits. Be like, hey, Morgan, could you look this over for me? Like, absolutely, because I understand the English language. <laughs>
0: I gotta focus.
1: I gotta focus. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta focus. I can't focus with Josh making all of his. What jokes are you going to do next? I'm going to bed because Man. I'm a person.
0: Uh, 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 <laughs> uh So I don't really. There's a lot of good ones here. I'm I hesitate to do them without Shay, but I'm. I just really got wrapped up in that whole peanut butter thing. Um. He sent us. He sent two. One was Morgan versus a hundred three year old children, which quite frankly, um. Put I put my money on those murder kids. The, yeah, murdered those children, all of them. No, I don't. wow, that's pretty fucked up. I, I wow. wanted the peanut butter. Yeah,
1: that, yeah. I'm alerting the investigators of the jean Benet Ramsey case and telling them we have a new <laughs> we have a new lead. <laughs>
2: it's like he didn't admit to it, but there's a pretty good chance he was one of those pretty- one of those 300 or 100 kids. I know she pretty well
0: and. In- and he's not a monster. He would have not said Jelly. Um, Crash versus Banjo. Cause this is a man. This is mm. going to be interesting. I think. AJ the Man Davis. Crash
2: versus Banjo. I have my answer, but I this one I feel like, I don't know. I was going to say we need Shay here for.
1: Merit's more well, fun. Well, I well, think he's going to go we with did. Crash.
2: But, well, yeah, he is because, yeah. He is. The poor child was neglected.
1: The answer is banjo. Just so we're clear.
2: <laughs> yeah, the answer answer is banjo. But yeah, yeah.
0: I think the the banjo game, even like just playing like half of like or like sixty percent of the one banjo game I played, it's like definitely a lot better than the crash games. But the um, the crash as a character, that was I've known my possibly whole life. the
2: weakest argument I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> the sixty percent I played of the one. Yeah, it's much better game.
2: than all those other games that I finished. Playing all these crash well, I, games. I don't,
0: I don't think the crash games are bad. I I mm-hmm. I don't really like Crash One. I think Crash Two is the best Crash, and I think Crash Three is. I have a lot of good memories, but I don't necessarily think it's a great game. I think it's the um, weakest one. But uh, like the, I really, I think like Banjo Kazooie is like a very good game. Like it, Crash Two is really the only Crash game I think that is like a great, arguably a great game. Um, so that's tough for me.
1: I love Diddy Kong Racing. Kong racing is great. God
0: damn it, Shay! That great has time to take a dunk. Banjo
1: in it. Uh,
0: I don't think Shay would have a strong opinion on this one because he never played Sly. But the same commenter left uh, Sly versus Ratchet, and I think I would go. I really like the first Sly Cooper a lot. So I think I. Would... I like
1: the second one a little bit more. I think Band of Thieves feels like the fuller game. Um, three is not great for a number of reasons. Mm. What about character as
0: opposed? What if you separated these like character as opposed to the games? Um, I like
3: Sly. I'll give it to Sly. I think I do too. But that's because I like the games. But I mean, as a just
0: as an iconic looking character, I think Sly. I wish they would do something again with Sly in a modern, yeah, a modern I way. Think, well, they yeah, did I a Sly that, Four I that, that think nobody it played it
2: for me. Like I wasn't sure, but yeah. I would much rather see a new Sly Cooper game at this point, which I think think answers it for me, so. I'll call Sucker Punch.
1: Tell them to use the Goats of Tsushima engine to make it.
0: A modern Sly would look at There was a Sly 4? Are you fucking with me?
1: Yeah, Sucker Punch did not make it.
0: Oh my god. It was, uh,
1: the concept was like, I think at the end of 3 they found a time machine or some shit, and then 4 was literally about, like, you would travel through time and play as Sly's ancestors.
5: Eh, well, I I'm seems.
1: pretty
0: sure that's what happens. I can't believe they huh. found a way to messy that thing up. Um, Shay, when you were gone, we we did uh, Crash versus Banjo, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
3: Crash Bandicoot.
4: That was our prediction.
3: So we thought would happen here. We're sorry to say you lost. Well, there's no losing. There's
0: well, no oh, I fact. thought it was
1: a vote, I thought this was now fact.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there's no losing, Rich. What do you do here? It's really hard because uh, Banjo, Cazoo then why are we doing an amazing, this amazing, amazing game? But I don't know, I just like Crash more. I grew up with it as well. You know, I was a PlayStation kid. How am I not going to pick Crash Bandicoot?
0: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. yeah well that's what I was telling him I think the banjo games are probably better games but like I've known Crash my whole life and I've only played like 60% of one banjo game so I'm sure if I finished the banjo games I might feel differently but that uh, I'd, I'd feel a little cheap but me and uh-huh. the banjo great game I don't okay, i
3: agree with that but yeah time's up that's fair that's fair um res- oh this is a good
0: one taking Resident Evil 2 versus Silent Hill, Hill 2 I'm going to start this one off Um, so I my heart prefers the Silent Hill series because I like the psychological horror but in this particular case because the remake for Resident Evil 2 was also so amazing and there's the original Resident Evil 2 um, and my memories of well, Silent what are we Hill talking 2, about the remake or are we talking about Resident well, Evil 2 It just, I mean, I kind of think of it all as, like, one thing. It doesn't, I guess it. Uh, it,
2: The answer is Resident Evil 2. (laughs) The answer is Silent Hill 2. By a
1: mile. Silent Hill 2 is great. I much prefer Resident Evil as a series on the whole. So for me, it's always going to be Resident Evil 2. He, He didn't ask you about the series, Rich.
0: He asked you about that one game.
1: It's a great game. I like Resident Evil 2 more. Same.
0: Uh,
2: I I to be fair, I never played Silent Hill too, so you missed the best I, uh, one. Wow!
4: Let me Did reiterate that hot, this, Josh. Hot doge ending. Mm. I've never played a
2: Silent Hill game. Okay, Th- that's that's more understandable than missing you two. Any...
0: Oh man, yeah. Not shame. playing any of well, them
2: makes way more sense than not playing two.
0: They wouldn't. Probably hold up now, but yeah, that's that's a bummer for sure. And I'd, I'd still games... like to go back
2: and play, I'd still like to go back and play.
0: Fair enough, yeah. No, if it, the remake's not included, I would go Silent Hill 2 then just because the story was like, yeah, just the story in that world. Just I like the psychological horror more, it gets under my skin. Resident Evil 2 was like, mm-hmm. can't be fun, doesn't Hell's mean it's not creepy. yeah. But... Uh, twaltle tw- 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 dude, you okay? Shay, he said. That's his name, Twotal dude. Oh, uh, I thought you were having dude. a stroke. You'll never know. I'm either reading a screen name or having a stroke. So that's a fun game we play every week, Russian roulette. Do you think Man is going to be a good that's game? Not well, a fun stay game. Tuned. <laughs> stay, stay tuned later, Twotal dude, because we're going to talk about Man Eater. I just want to throw that in there. Um, this is a weird one, Shay. Me and Dean Richards, Horizon versus Turok. Do you have, do you have Horizon like, Zero Dawn non- versus Turok? The game, it's a strange comparison, but I guess there are dinosaurs in both.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I would for me, I would definitely go Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I mean, we've talked about it a few years ago when we first played it, but taking down those mech dinosaurs, there are few things in a video game more satisfying when you successfully do that. And the game is still gorgeous to this day. The story is not the most interesting, it's pretty triple a by the book but it's still interesting uh the ending is so rewarding uh aloy is a an incredibly compelling
3: character definitely horizon zero dawn for me
0: yeah i, I think i would agree
2: to buy it's gonna be
1: horizon for me dog
2: yeah i think so i, I yeah it's it's horizon that's a, that's a tough one though because it's been so long between those.
0: I, yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about Turok. You know? It's got dinosaurs. Say... Yep. It does.
4: I haven't so played Turok liar. in You could have told me that. Yeah.
0: Hey, Turok, maybe a better name. Horizon, kind of generic. Turok. That's that's not a bad name. Or maybe it is a bad name. Maybe they're both bad names. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure anymore. You know what's a bad uh, name?
1: Morgan.
3: Did that hurt? You give love <laughs> a bad name. <laughs> Tell
0: that to Morgan Freeman, asshole. Uh, all right, uh, JT Ruiz said, "The Spelunky Miner" or Nathan Drake. That's such a strange. That's a strange one.
2: Um, it's the Spelunky Miner.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent the Spelunky Miner. No, you guys are you guys are
4: dope. You guys are silly.
2: <laughs> I mean,
4: it's Spelunky Miner or the character Morgan effectually deemed as the Abercrombie and Fitch model. So which one are you gonna go with? Abercrombie,
3: uh, but this is a, this is
0: a better one. Ruiz it, is a it better. It depends. One here.
2: Like Nathan Drake's a better character, obviously, but the spelunky miner is a much better, like treasure hunter. He's much better at the job they well. both do. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah,
0: he saves a lot more people than he kills too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, this is a better one he had though. I'm sorry, I read the wrong one. This is a real good. One. Oh well, 2008's Prince of Persia versus Simon Belmont. 2008's Prince of Persia was a weird one, right? I'm trying to.
1: That was the one that I... came out on 360. Uh, it was like a weird one. reboot.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's one of the best ones, but everyone was angry because games are supposed to be hard. Um.
3: Like hard? Ah, yeah. Like hard. Yeah. Hard. Like yeah. No,
2: it was yeah because they'd gone with that. The Sands of Time is amazing, and then they decided to make that into a trilogy with two of the worst fucking games ever made. Oh, you don't love Warrior Within? Oh my god! Hey, hey, I just like Warrior pure Within. I love that game. Edge Lord, it's no, fucking okay. atrocious. No, okay. People
1: love
0: that game, and I don't get it. It's it, it terrible. Was, it, it was goofy, yes, that they took like Godsmack music and put it to, but the actual game was still just as good as as. My favorite of time. No, Prince wasn't. of Persia game is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, I never really got into that series, but I like the Godsmack one just because I stand alone.
2: <laughs> it's not Do the you like worst one? Prince of Persia game. The worst one was the one that came out uh, uh, the two three yeah. the movie. Oh that was like, the oh, best I yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah, that one's the worst one. Was
0: that like a double reboot? Is that what it was? It was like a reboot of a reboot? That was Something just a movie like
1: adaptation. Yeah, two was... Thrones is also really bad if we're going to talk about bad Prince of Persia games.
0: Is Two Thrones the one right after Warrior Two Thrones Within? is the
1: sequel to Warrior sequel, Within where you have the one of the darkness
0: middle. powers. Yeah. So that was when they were like let's let's split let's make this into time a thing. And... Yeah, and
2: there's a Oh god. Both of those games are atrocious. We went over yeah. 2 minutes. I got distracted yeah. talking yep, about yeah, how bad I was going to say what does get. this
4: have to do with the prompt, guys?
2: What what was this even compared to Everything. Simon Belmont? What was the question?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh God for the win. Uh Simon Belmont was, <laughs> was the answer. Um He has an amiibo. Tweet T Sweezy. Oh, this is a good one. Aloy versus Laura Croft. That's actually too, this is an easy one, it's for me. It really is. It's
2: it's it's an easy one. Yep. I'd love to know what Morgan thinks. Don't you say it, Josh. Don't you dare.
0: I mean, look, Aloy is fine. She has one game. She seems like a fine character. But I mean, Laura Croft is. She has more games, so she wins. Iconic. Well, I mean, and they're not all good. But like both her <laughs> reboot, I'd argue most was, of them are bad. I'd, most of them. her, her, the middle ones are the the middle. A lot of the middle Tomb Raiders are not good. Um, but like, the reboot series too. did pretty good. A pretty good job with her as a character, and of and uh, and her older character is just a tank with boobs but it's iconic so yeah that's I couldn't tell you anything about Aloy that's not a slam against her it's
3: just she was I th- fine
4: I think you're mixing up iconic with erotic I
3: think that's <laughs> the mix up there yeah well iconic to Morgan's penis uh huh well, you don't think
4: you're two meters yeah. iconic but but the correct answer is Aloy 100% yes Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. without a doubt
0: That seems impossible. Squall well, versus here,
4: cloud. Well, here's here's the thing, Morgan. Just take solace in the fact that probably half of the world agrees with you. Just the three of us don't agree with you. Yeah.
2: The uh, the closest Laura Croft ever got to being good was actually in these reboots. So they they almost sell <laughs> the character, but there's just so much baggage.
3: Yeah, they,
1: she's definitely way better in those in those reboots. Yeah. I was gonna say, say the
2: closest that. she ever got was when I was
4: twelve and Angelina Jolie was cast as her in a movie and that was uh that was an enlightening day for me. But other than that, yeah. Aloy. Saw so those movies in the theater. Wish I could get the money back. The
0: money wishes right. it could
4: get you back, Rich.
0: Oh wow, thanks man.
4: The second one was not so great.
0: Uh Squall vs Cloud. Uh this is from Parzival the Otaku. A good friend of ours. Squall versus Cloud.
1: Uh, I'm going to wow. give it to Cloud personally. I just think his character arc is a little bit more interesting. Um, as it, The way it kind of resolves itself. There, there proved to be more layers. Both him and Squall are kind of like edgy like broody boys. But I think Cloud ends up being a little bit more interesting.
2: I think they were about the same given the it's original close. game. But because seven got so much more love, they, the character's more fleshed out now. Yep, and I, I yeah. think Cloud kind of edges him yeah. out now just because the rest of his there's story more has been to him fleshed it, kind of like, kind of filled in at this point. So
3: it's you know, uh, otherwise it was go... Squall. Yeah.
2: I, I think I think Squall has just. Barely, but has the edge in just the original game. If you're
1: comparing just the original side by side, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, but I, for me, like yeah. the the layer of cloud added by
4: Crisis Core makes him so much more interesting to me. I, I think that their story arcs, like not what happens in the story, but where they start to where they end up, is fairly similar in regards of where they end up emotionally and mentally. But uh, mm-hmm. I always thought that comparing original to original that squall's story was a little bit more comprehensive and understandable which made him a little bit more endearing but like for the exact reason you guys are saying because we've gotten so much more out of that uh the other characters in final fantasy 7 that cloud for me would also take the edge but That's not a knock on Squall at all, because I really, really like Squall as a character, despite him saying whatever every other sentence. I think he's an awesome character. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Interesting note, they both
1: end up in space, seemingly out of fucking nowhere.
0: Yeah. It's funny how that happens. Yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of a toss-up. I, I just think Squall looks a lot cooler and he's got a gunblade, but, I mean, as far as characters well, go, they're mostly a toss-up. You don't have to
1: think that he has a gunblade. It's a fact. Yeah.
0: Did I, did I say I think he has a gunblade? You, yeah. yeah.
4: You,
0: you... Oh, I don't think I meant to say that, but, yeah. No, no I, I know he what he you
4: mean. A gun... <laughs> <laughs> Um. And, so, I, yeah. And gun to be fair, cool. if we're comparing originals only on that, Morgan, of course Squall's going to look better. Because cloud was polygons. No, I'm just talking about his uh, design, not
0: necessarily like, oh, the okay. rendering. Okay. Of, um, I, you know, I the, the spiky <laughs> blonde <blonde-haired laughs> <Tonight. thing. laughs> Um, G Magno 1985 said the uh, this is this is an interesting one. The Uncharted series versus uh the Tomb Raider reboot because they're both they were both kind of around the same time. Where? Hmm. Th- were the Tomb Raider reboots were sort of like you know, Uncharted copycats, and, and they were different games, but you know what I mean. Is we're on the same.
2: It, I feel like they're
3: kind of in reverse. Like, I, I think the first Tomb Raider, like they, they, they it gets worse as Uncharted gets better. It's kind of. I think the Uncharted games are infinitely more memorable and more replayable.
2: Hmm. The gameplay is so much better than Tomb Raider. I don't disagree is with the, that, but like is the, Uncharted yeah, kind of the issue, but... feels like
1: action junk food to me in a sense. Like it's almost like, and this might be saying because the gameplay simpler, it almost feels more like a movie to me, and I'm more willing yeah. to go back to it than I would be Tomb Raider.
2: Yeah, I can understand that.
0: Yeah, the for me in Tomb Raider, I love those games, but like the I I cringe through the story. But Uncharted's like the opposite because the stories in those games are like so incredibly well done that like I hate that shit. Normally, I hate National Treasure blockbuster shit, and even I really love the Uncharted games. So yeah, I think that one's pretty easy. As much as I love Tomb Raider, can't I don't get through a podcast
1: Uncharted. without dragging Nick Cage into this, can you? Mm.
0: I love a Nick, yeah.
4: a Nick Cage. I'm watching
1: I, National I, Treasure in bed tonight.
4: I uh, with Tomb Raider just never stuck with. What's your name? Un- Uncharted Four, um, yeah, it was just a phenomenal game. I haven't really, honestly, admittedly, played too much of the other Uncharted games, but Uncharted Four was an amazing, an amazing game, and that was between those two game series, that was the only game that I've ever played and stuck with. So, got to go with that one.
0: And you haven't played a lot of the Tomb Raider ones as well, right?
4: Strangely enough, I played like. A little bit of many different of the Tomb Raider games. I just didn't get into them at all. Nothing. No, st- I
0: mean the the new ones, the reboots.
4: I played a little bit of it. It just yeah, it didn't stick with me.
0: Okay. Um <clears throat> alright, uh yeah, I think the Uncharted Yeah, those Uncharted games. Three and four in particular. And I know two, a lot of people love two more than I do. <clears throat> I like two a lot. Two is probably the most important one, weirdly enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like Firefly.
3: Everybody does.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, red, Blue, Blur Gaming said Jack and Daxter versus Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I'll start this one off. I'll take Jack and Daxter all day over Ratchet and
2: Clank.
1: Same
0: for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's Jack and Daxter. There's just.
0: The second Jack game is sleepy, out. great. Jack 2. Oh,
2: like a, a great dynamic game. there, I think. Other than just kind Though, of.
0: Like their chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah. 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 They, just,
2: they, they just work better. The The other is kind of just. Kind of got a, you know, the odd couple sort of a vibe, but yeah, yeah,
1: they give you more of that buddy comedy vibe. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I don't feel have like much and- <clears throat> of,
4: I don't have much of an opinion, but I would say probably Ratchet and Clank, uh, if I was to choose between
3: the two. All right, uh, Tony underscore S said. I should just
0: say Tony um, Bayonetta. Verse Dante, I, some of these people I know, and I don't. I don't know why I read their screen names because I actually know them. So I'm like, why do I? Why am I still saying their screen names? This is a good one though. Bayonetta verse Dante, very similar style games, very interesting characters. Um, Josh, it, it's
2: Bayonetta. Dante is like close, but like, yeah. No, I. I I feel like in the first one they didn't. I feel like so much of the um, ridiculous, over-the-top action was completely earnest during that generation. Whereas, oh, played
1: so straight-faced.
2: Yeah. Whereas it, like, they 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 come around to realizing, oh, this is ridiculous. Benetta starts out there, and it's just way more fun. Everything's character.
3: real camp and tongue-in-cheek there yeah Yeah.
2: on
4: top of that to be fair josh you you stick to more female characters as well which makes sense that you would like bayonetta more uh, on top of everything else that you're listing and for me i think that because i don't have a lot of familiarity with these games i have some i think bayonet uh bayonetta has the more interesting character design from an aesthetic standpoint
2: yeah, I loved the first game in both series. Like yeah, I played, I played a 1 ton was of the yeah. original Devil May Cry and a ton of the original Bayonetta, and I yeah. have kind of fallen off of both series. Um, yeah, me too. Like did you play De- two? Or Devil May was Cry- the fact I played that two It was on the Wii and U. It was, it was on the Wii U, and it was fine. It just felt like more levels of the original is kind of what it felt like. Um, yeah,
1: that's totally fair. I I bought the Switch version of it uh, because I never played much of the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I waited for it to like be on sale and I bought that. And I still, it's one of those things. I'm like, I need to get around to this before yeah. Bayonetta three it's, is a
2: thing. It's good. It's good. Like it's it's it just feels like more of the first game, which is fine. But I think I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's especially compared to Devil May Cry two, which is just
3: bad. Fair.
2: So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of the weirdest drop-offs I'd ever seen in quality from. I know. Devil May Cry One, I, yeah. Yeah. three two. gets was, better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then but then I'm I'm with you, Josh, and we can move on. Like they just muddied those games so much. Like I love the first and both series, but like yeah. never played Bayonetta two because it was on the Wii U, and all the Devil May Cry games kind of blur into the ether yeah. for me. So DMC
2: and. DMC is actually really good because it's. I a love different that. Character. Oh, the reboot, the yeah, Ninja yeah, Theory yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, that one's oh, really good, yeah. and I hear Five is great, but I haven't yeah, played five. it yet. Oh, so Five I, is really really good. Yeah, I need to get yeah, around five to playing is Five. Actually, so, yeah, what
0: I played of Five is good. I think that makes it tricky because Dante's had so many revisions as a character. Like you, you imagine like three versions of Dante, but there's only one Bayonetta. So that kind of. Wait 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 wait! He's he's That's the same true.
2: character throughout, though. Is the thing there? Sort of. Like, the DMC a one is point, different, but, like... A
1: different Dante, but beyond that, it's Dante at different points in his life, but it's yeah. the same Dante. It's
2: Like, it's weird. It's, like, this whole big mesh, mesh like, it's, yeah, like, a really crazy right. timeline. Like, anyway. Uh,
4: I, I I have, I think I have the uh, the settler here. Which character is in Smash? Oh, I knew, I knew that was coming. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not Which wrong. one of them has an
0: amiibo?
2: <laughs> that's our default yeah, which one of them another... does
4: morgan want to fuck
2: we okay fine we we we'll can. give it to dante yeah we'll give it to dante you you've swayed
0: us shay i'd like to watch them both <laughs> fuck that'd be great God Damn it. <laughs> uh all right um so i got a couple more here and then shay's got some from the twitter we're gonna, we're gonna pop open um some people messaged me directly and they wanted these thrown in there <clears> hmm <throat> Uh Reverend Rock and Roll said double jump versus air dash.
5: Ooh.
2: Ory is both.
1: Double jump <laughs> feels like more of a necessity I in a like game to me than air dash. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like double, double jump, jump just
2: because it's it's in everything. Also it comes first,
1: I think. Like I can't imagine having an like I know there are games that have an air dash and no double jump, but for some reason that like just thinking about that, I'm like, no, you double jump into the air
2: dash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can have double jump without an air dash, but the other way around is like just a whole lot harder to pull off. As far as like um, just mechanically to have an interesting. Hmm. Trying to think, I I feel you.
4: I think rush jet. I think whenever I've gotten the double jump ability in any video game, it immediately elevates my enjoyment of the game. This is going to be like a deep cut here, but on the PlayStation 1, there's a game called Pandemonium, and it was this really fun action-adventure-style game, and there were two characters. Uh, There's this Joker character and this female character. The Joker character was a cool design, but didn't have a double jump. The female character had a double jump, so she was the only playable character um, in that game, because that game is so hard that you need a double jump. And so whenever, like, for me, that's the first thing I, I revert to because that was a huge part of my childhood. But anytime there's a double jump in a video game, immediately
2: ups the ante on the enjoyment level for me. So I'd definitely go double jump. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I can think of a f- several characters that do just have a, an air dash. And they actually do work fairly well. So... Like, like, I'm sure they do. I just can't rack my brain I think, for it. I, like double I, jump in
0: pad, is just so I only use the air dash. Remember that air dash oh, and oh, cup that's pew. pew. Well,
1: well, that's that. Like a much I, I bigger still... mechanic, especially in co-op because the air dash and is how you revive your teammate.
0: Well, I mean, look, if we can only pick one, I'm not going to live without a double jump. That's plain and simple. I'm just not going to Agreed. Do it. Not my America.
2: Sure. <laughs> I, not I, my jump. I think down. I think this question comes down to I think the best implementation obviously though. Is a uh, Celeste, which has an air dash, but you can do it in any direction. It's not just sideways momentum. Which just uh, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, because um, you can Celeste you just, is definitely you, ha- you have additional air mobility, and you use it however you want, given the situation, and that just feels amazing but
4: yeah celeste is a really good one of that ori like we were talking about earlier ori there's an ability you get towards the end of the game where you're able to just air dash in any direction and it's super Mm -hmm. super rewarding indivisible actually funnily enough the game that we were talking about last week you end up getting an air dash where you can dash in any direction that one also feels really good as well um i think this question ultimately boils down to double jump uh because you can't get good yeah or the air dash because you have gotten good. Which one do you like? I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. So what are you picking? Double double jump because I
0: can't get okay. good. <laughs> God, we we lost ourselves. We were doing so good on the timing of these. We'll get back on were track. Were we? <laughs> um, I think I think we were. We were. Bowser versus Doctor Robotnik. Uh, this is easy. I love turtles,
2: Bowser. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's Bowser. Bowser,
4: no explanation needed. Mm-hmm. I'd actually argue for uh, Doctor Robotnik. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah, it's Bowser.
2: I mean, Jim Carrey, you know, I you can I Jim can Carey. see a slight edge to Eggman, but since does Bowser <laughs> have a Mean <laughs> no, Bean I'm Machine? Just, no, it is Doctor Robotnik. But uh, it, that's it's, a good
4: point. Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine,
2: heavily underrated game. It's just Puyo Puyo. Yeah, it's, it, it's Puyo Puyo. Yeah. I don't give a great, fuck. But...
4: It doesn't have it doesn't have Robotnik in it. I don't give a um, shit.
0: Psycho Mantis versus Big Daddy. Um, it put. He said Bioshock Two, but the Big Daddies are in Bioshock One.
1: Well, in Big in Bioshock Two, you play as a Big Daddy, and there are also Big Daddies uh, in Bioshock Two. Oh, no,
0: I thought they were Big Sisters or something. Like There's
1: that. also Big Sisters. They're a different the thing. Big Bioshock are Two still there. Still but, has oh, Big Daddies, okay. and the the Big you play daddies as a Big are Daddy. Better
2: in Bioshock One. Like if we're gonna compare them, Big Daddies in Bioshock One better than Psycho <laughs> Mantis better than Big Daddy's in Bioshock 2. Like, the, the Bioshock 2, the, the gameplay elements of the combat feel
1: great because you're playing as a Big Daddy and that drill does yeah. feel awesome.
0: I, I think, I mean, I'm always going to remember that Psycho Manus memory card scene for the rest of my life and, and just how iconic that moment was for me. So, sorry, I'm using iconic unnecessarily. How great that moment was. As much as I love the Big Daddy, I'd go Psycho Manus.
3: I'm a proud papa. Papa! Yeah.
0: All right, um, all right. I think I only have like one. Oh, this is a this is a great kicker here. And Ford Shea gives me the twitters. Um, holy fuck! Start the stopwatch. Kotor versus Mass Effect.
4: Mass Effect. Mass yeah, Mass Effect. effect. Yeah. Yeah, pro-
0: see, it's unfair because Kotor two is such a, le- a letdown, and there's only two of them. So. Well, also, and- I
1: think there's more merit in Bioware just creating their own pretty awesome sci-fi universe. Like mining Star Wars for all its worth is obviously yeah. going to be an easy way to make something compelling, but Mass Effect really stood on its own legs. Yeah,
2: yeah. that in Kotor is still it, it's it's a D and D campaign without someone to commiserate all your shit dice rolls with you.
1: I think a modern Kotor in like a a Mass Effect proper engine could be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the time, I don't know how it holds up, but at the time, I remember Kotor like took the world by storm. My mind was blown, but I
4: don't. Kotor KOTOR is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong; it's like it was a great game for its time, and I think that um, if you have those memories, it's still a great game. But for me, I always felt like playing that game. There's going to be a limitation to it because it has to exist in the Star Wars universe, and it has to adhere to certain rules and standards that have been set forth by when George Lucas initially had the idea for this universe. Uh, There's certain rules it has to adhere to. But with Mass Effect, that game truly felt like you could literally... Go anywhere. like th- The universe fuck was anything. limitless in that game. Mm-hmm. In that series.
0: Well, not as much as I wanted to. Couldn't fuck the one person I wanted to. That's Borden. not what I'm talking about, Morgan.
4: What the fuck? <laughs> That's what Rich said. <laughs> said you I said you I could yeah, fuck you anything. You got to ruin everything with your dick. You had to ruin everything. I can't yeah, Rich said it. Stop Rich, ruining well, things Rich, with your God dick, it. Morgan. Jeez, Morgan. Rich said you could fuck everything, and I said no, you can't. Well, that just means you weren't listening to me. You heard "fuck." What wouldn't they
1: let you? And then you I were listening m- to you. My talking I was listening to
4: both
0: of you.
1: Yeah, Shay, I'm sorry for saying "fuck" because I somehow forgot that it would totally derail Morgan.
4: Come on, Rich. You know better. Do better. Be better. Yeah,
1: you're right. I'm sorry. I'll do better.
4: Uh, no, I... That's right. We I we really won't hold the person shit. who did it accountable. We'll hold the other person accountable. We won't well, hold if the a kid steals a car
1: and crashes it, you don't hold the child accountable. You yell at its parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: you hold the people I mean, who laid the pavement on the road accountable. Come on, guys. Why'd you make the road so slippery, <laughs> goddammit?
0: KOTOR, they dropped it off to Obsidian for the second one, and then we never got a third one, but all three Mass Effect games are, are great. Even the ending is great. I don't care what anyone says. So, yeah, I don't... I don't it's pretty easy i think for me uh, okay what do you got on the twitter shay we're making good time here you got a couple we there are.
4: yep i have the, about 49 range. no i'm just kidding all mm. right here we go oh, <laughs> legend of zelda linked to the past or super mario rpg legend of the seven stars mm. and this was done by zapper 216 josh
3: mm. it's a link to the past um that kind of, as much as I love
2: Super Mario RPG, that kind of, I mean, I don't know. They, they, they both they both set up their own franchises, but Square didn't want to have anything to do with the one of them, so they dropped it and Nintendo just made it themselves. But like they both kind of set the direction for the franchise for a long while after it, um, with all the Paper Mario games and, but. No, a link to the past is just one of the best Zelda games. I think it's in in that style. It is top one or two. Um, best top-down Zelda. Zelda. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't like the top-down Zelda games at all, and I never played. I I just I I just don't enjoy them. Um, you can see I yourself just, out. i I don't i don't get what's so great about it but i missed it when it came out so that's probably why uh and mario i never played mario rpg so for both those i got nothing for you yeah we know i'll give it to mario rpg just because i'm so sick of uh, link to the past how about that
4: damn well i'm gonna tell you my answer is super mario rpg um link to the past is a phenomenal game absolutely phenomenal it's one of the games that i actually grew up with it's one of the few zelda games that i played and absolutely have loved it like i've loved every zelda game i've played but that that game was amazing but super mario rpg is just one of the most underrated games out there i believe um that game in theory shouldn't have been as good as it was and uh yeah i i love that game like i could talk about that game for hours but keep it succinct here we got two minutes so all right he had one more for you guys uh this was actually he cheated he had a three-way one armored core series super robot war series or another centuries episode series i and to be honest with you guys i have no opinion um I've, I've only played one armor core game in my life i've never played the others so i don't know rich do you know the other series
1: uh for me, and it's weird that this would come up, uh, because I took to importing a few of these like a couple years back, I fucking love the Super Robot Wars games. They are so entertaining, and they are a thing that kind of couldn't happen in the U.S., because there's so many different licenses just coming together to make this mishmash of robots fighting. Yeah. Like, copyright like, law makes yeah. it almost impossible for those games to come to the U.S.
4: That's a shame. Yeah.
0: I liked Armor Core as a kid, but I don't have a strong yeah, like I've never heard of those other ones either. So But Armor Core back in the day was cool. I played the newer Armor Core and I just didn't like it at all, whatever it was, five on the PS3. I just couldn't get into it. But the old Armor Core games on like the PlayStation uh one and two, I I love those games a lot. Just customizing my mech and shit with they were they were a good time.
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh thank you, Zapper two one six. Next we have
3: Jaden Starks Productions 2020 with Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI? And I will throw it to you first, Morgan. Uh, Why would you do I that? Love chrono-
0: <laughs> <laughs> throw it
5: I was thinking of Josh said person. Person. I, I <laughs> threw that's it to him first because
4: yeah, I threw what it what I to... It. The other two first, and also I, I know Morgan's not going to have much. Just giving you crap. (laughs) No, I know he's not going to have much of an opinion. Whereas, like I I figured, you derailed
2: him, Josh. Josh.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I
0: love Chrono Cross. Never played Chrono Trigger, and I never played Final Fantasy. I know, Rich.
2: Uh, I, I love
0: Chrono Cross. I've never played Chrono. I need to go for a walk. I know, (laughs) right? Sorry, I missed them. I missed both of them. So. If if Chrono Trigger is anything like Chrono Cross, I'd probably... No, it's one, good. But.
2: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So it's Chrono nothing Cross like Chrono Cross.
0: The, <laughs> Chrono Cross is one of the... Oh, don't no, even... No,
2: Chrono, <gasps> Chrono Cross is not good. Chrono Cross sucks. You have been trying to sell me on Chrono Cross for decades, and it's still not good. You know, just, it's 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 still you know what's great, great though? Like you know Cross.
4: what's great is this isn't about Chrono Cross. <laughs> it's about Chrono Trigger. <laughs> that's that's the great Gosh, part about this
0: question. God. It's true. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess... Uh, Final Fantasy VI
2: for me. Love both those games. Final Fantasy VI means a lot more to me. <sighs> That's probably the toughest matchup
3: on, on, the Super Nintendo there, is between these two games. <laughs> um. I think, I think I actually go with Chrono Trigger, though. I like this one's what? tough
2: this one's tough, tough, like he likes frogs, he really likes frogs, ghetto, ghetto, it's yeah, a frog, chrono trigger is just I think because it's more different, like Final Fantasy six did a lot of things that you know were new at the time but then became staples chrono trigger you, like it's still chrono trigger, like there's not really an awful lot like it, um yeah, wow. They're both amazing, amazing games though. That's that's like that's been like the toughest matchup today, I think. Yep.
4: Yeah. I like when I saw that one, I was like, this is gonna give Josh uh a little bit of a difficulty. But man, I'm surprised by that answer. Alright. He had some more too, though. He had Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Odyssey. Um I haven't gone first. I'm gonna say Super Mario 64. I haven't played Odyssey yet, but uh Super Mario 64 was a revelation for me. So, I have to go with that
1: one. I think it's 64 just because, like, I know this you're supposed to remove this kind of thought from a question like this, but there is no Odyssey without Super Mario 64. Yeah. It That's, just doesn't happen.
2: There's, there's no 3D gaming without Super Mario 64. They yep. figured out so much with that title that just made 3D gaming work that then, like, I was talking about this before, about replaying Tenchu and that game having a bad case of the ps1 3d game um because like even after mario figured some of this stuff out basically all the games on playstation fought against it for the longest time
3: um that that aside man i don't even
2: know i don't even know i think odyssey is better just because the movement is so ridiculously deep um but then again that's like as just as like a hardcore mario fan i appreciate having all those different options and stuff
3: it i think mm, i think
4: there's such a a something good about the simplicity of 64 where like if you're feeling nostalgic you just jump in you play a few levels and then you're out. Like that was what was so great about the yeah. the SNES and NES Mario games is you could hop in at any time, play a few levels, and then hop back out. And you feel like oh, I'm not that sure that if was you know this about
2: to... Mario games. You can you can hop in and play a few levels and hop out of Mario games still. <laughs> they never changed I just, it. <laughs> I, well,
4: I I don't think that's changed about Odyssey. You're right, but I also think that it was just. There's a lot more
2: going on. Yeah.
4: There's exactly exactly what I was going to say. There's a ton of things going on. They've introduced a ton of new abilities and whatnot, where the formula wasn't there yet for sixty four, Super Mario sixty four. Yeah. So it's easier for me as a person to just hop into that game, play four or five levels, and be like, okay, I'm good, and
2: then hop right back out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'd probably go Super Mario Sunshine. That was not an option. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: No, I miss Super Mario. The correct 64 answer as a is kid, Galaxy, so. but
2: but sixty four. I th- I think it is sixty four no, for the yeah. reasons you guys are saying. Like I love Odyssey, but I do. I think that there's something to the simplicity, like you guys are saying. Sure.
4: Yep. Rich, you are doing a bad to- job on this time business. Oh yeah, I'm totally sorry. Yeah, we're over. I I, I just <laughs> You're supposed to yell
0: at us or make some sort of noise. Okay, I promise ooh, to start ooh. yelling.
4: Now that it's just over, just okay. scream at the top of your lungs, AIDS, and then that's the time we have to stop.
2: All right. If you see me one. doing this, <laughs> we still haven't stopped AIDS. No, no, but we will one stop. day. Jayton Welcome Star to, to Live AIDS, sword
4: Kid Icarus sequel or F Zero revival? I don't know these games, so no. Oh opinion. god, F Zero.
1: That is F Zero. No question. They, they
2: kind of did make some new Kid Icarus games, and they weren't so hot so so uprising was fine yeah it was it was they remade it and for some reason they decided to remake sin and punishment instead of kid icarus remember not as good as sin and punishment remember when
1: kid icarus came out and instead of inventing a control scheme that would work on the 3ds they introduced an accessory to change how you hold your 3ds
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I would really really love to see what they do with F0 now. That would be really interesting. Um, you,
1: there's a bunch of games you could play. Uh <laughs> Fast RMX,
0: Wipeout.
2: No, no,
0: no. Yeah, those are fine, but Oh, I, I want a proper F0. I agree with you. Yeah. Nintendo with their their quality. The
2: GameCube that, one was great. Like it didn't yeah. get a lot of love, but like seeing how it could be in a 3D game gives me hope for what a modern F0 would be. That'd be That'd be cool. Um,
1: James McLeod. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of which, uh, I did not know this, but a group of frogs is called an army, which is pretty
1: cool. So what did that have to do with anything we just
0: said? I, I was just thinking about that when Josh said frog, not frogs. Go ahead, Shay. That was like 40 minutes
4: ago. Hmm? I know, I know, I forgot. Okay. So Speaking thank of- you, Jane Stark Productions 2020, and thank you, Morgan, for the random <laughs> biology fact. All right, next we have um, at Code Marsana. Uh, I saved this because there are some really really difficult ones in here especially for me. Resident Evil 4 or Dead Space. Rich, go for it.
1: Mm, Ooh. that's a tough one. Uh it's RE4 for me. Like that's actually close like I fucking love Dead Space, really love Dead Space. Yeah. But I've replayed RE4 so many times and I'm yeah. willing to continue replaying it so yeah, like I've even if through... I can't yeah, if you need to get Pinpoint, with, there's something
2: there. Yeah. RE4 is fun even once you get the grenade launcher and the, the Tommy gun. Yeah, the
1: Chicago typewriter. Yeah, I love the, it.
2: that Chicago typewriter. But And, and there's basically actually no horror game left at that point, but it's still fun to go through. Um,
1: Put Ashley in a suit of armor.
2: Yeah. This one is tough, but I think there's there's there is no dead space without RE4 that like just totally yeah that that change to how survival horror worked was
3: just huge it's and it's a great game even even now so yeah Uh, i think uh dead space for me
0: like resident Evil 4 is so fucking amazing but dead space i actually cared about like what was happening so i think that's why i would lean toward Dead Space, because the narrative was really interesting to me. Same. And I couldn't. I don't, even, I don't even remember what was happening in Resident Evil 4. Same. Uh,
1: Las Plagas, Saddler. Oh, we don't need to talk about it. Dead you want me space. to give you
0: a synopsis? Dead Space.
4: All no. those poor we Spaniards
2: with shrimp infecting their necks. I still got or 30 seconds. No, I can give you a synopsis. Time.
4: No, I've got 30 seconds. I can do it. No, you don't, because I haven't even talked. Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Mm. No, it's twenty well, seconds. Right there. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> even, even if Resident Evil 4... Uh, paved the way for Dead Space. Dead Space is the better game, more interesting narrative. I, and for me, granted, there's a lot of subjectivity there. I played that game five times, and I would, if they came out with a remaster of it, sign me up. I'll play it five more
3: times any day of the week. Yeah. Um, let's see Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing, Morgan.
4: Crash Team Racing, what are you talking about? That's the easiest question of the day, <laughs>
0: yeah, right?
2: Are we gonna allow him to sit there and lie like that?
1: No, because uh, he's absolutely
2: right. <laughs> I I love CTR, but the answer's Mario Kart. It's, it's Mario Kart. It's not even. That's not even a comparison. It should have been Diddy
0: Kong Racing. I know, but this is all I have to work with. So.
4: Mario Kart. Uh-huh. Nah, nah. I I'm with, I'm with you there, Morgan. All right, this one rich. Even I'm the actually the Mario
2: carts are better than Crash Team Racing. Nah.
1: I, don't, I really like Crash Team Racing, but I like there are Mario carts that ring more true in my head and stay with me longer. Like I even fucking love double dash.
0: I yeah. I didn't have a 64 and I got sick of going to people's houses and were, oh, Mario Kart! and they're all looking at me and I'm just like, "Fuck you, guys.
4: I just I love yeah, the Crash was, World was which was it as a child it does it for me. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh rich this one i'm gonna throw it back to you i know i just threw one to you here recently but
3: this one is gonna be fun for you persona five or fire emblem three houses oh persona five
2: this is a better game
3: huh 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 josh morgan Mm. I three houses was my runner up
0: and uh I love that game dearly. Persona 5 I think is awesome but again at about 70 hours with 40 hours to go I just tapped out so
1: yeah. <laughs> You can platinum me. Persona 5 Royal in 95 hours. So I don't know what you mean by that.
0: Well <laughs> you're a professional Persona player so. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So you're saying your second time through you got it took you 100 hours.
2: I think they'd both be just amazing if they just get rid of the grinding. Like, in both. It's like. Because even in hard mode where you can't grind, there are still just stupid ways that you need to fight matches to level your characters evenly in Fire Emblem that are. It's just frustrating. Like, by the time I got to the end, I'm like, I just. I don't care about this anymore. Um, And Persona has always been basically the same way with. You know, Trying to collect the personas you want, where it's just like this futsy mess.
1: What I, what I will tell you is Persona 5 Royal cuts down on the grind in, in a big way, to me at least, because granted I did everything, mm-hmm. but doing everything, I was so overleveled by the end, even for the optional bosses.
2: Okay.
0: There's no Edelgard in Persona 5, Rich. I'm sorry. No. Why, why doesn't need there's one? No comp, there's no comparable Edelgard. Give me, give me one person in Persona 5 that. I don't really feel like I need to. You love as much as Edelgard.
1: I don't even like Edelgard that much. You got 20 seconds to continue freaking well, out.
4: Yeah, Josh, that's going to be a fun <laughs> thing to edit there. Um, yeah, Fire gonna... Emblem Three Houses for me is the one I like just because uh, I love tactics games. So, And I haven't played enough Persona 5. So that, Fire Emblem Three Houses. All right, I have two more for you guys, and then we can wrap it up.
3: Tekken or Soul Calibur, Josh? They're both terrible. 3D fighting games <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> uh,
0: it would be fun to make a little clip of all the games Josh has uh, said were terrible today. Yep. I should make a montage.
2: Is there? Did they ever put a character creator in, in Tekken? Does anyone? I don't think so. All I don't right, believe then Soul, so. Then Soul Calibur gets it because at least you can create dumb shit in Soul Calibur. You can. But can you yeah. be Noctis? Um, I, I would give it to Soul Calibur too, actually,
1: just because I've, as far as 3D fighting games go, I'd agree with Josh. They're never great, <laughs> but I've had way more fun with Soul Calibur over the years than I have with Tekken.
0: Yeah, Soul Calibur, the creative character. Like, I just, I've always loved the feel of Soul Calibur. Granted, it's got Gerald in it.
3: <laughs> it's got Gerald. It. There you go. Yeah. Dude, I can make the
0: my favorite Final fantasy character. I can make a uh, in in uh Soul Calibur. And I can make a damn good seifer uh in Soul Calibur, so yeah. That, that's pretty awesome. Noctis is in Tekken. I don't think I've ever played or loved a Tekken game with any sort of enthusiasm.
1: Yeah. It's got a kangaroo I, in it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: That's true.
0: And it I has
2: think gone. I played the last you guys remember Tekken, the that old... I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I Noctus, I, I think no. I played it, and I can't remember it. So that I liked Tekken Seven. I'll say that. Oh oh, this is a
0: natural segue, oh, Shay. And I'll still them.
2: let you. Maybe maybe I haven't played the last mm. one then.
0: And, and one of our. I'm so sorry. Um, this is a perfect segue, and I'm very sorry, Shay. That'll you're, you're still
4: going to close it up here. Uh, can I uh, answer the question first? Just let oh, me answer yes, the question, yes, yes,
0: yes. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm
4: going ahead of myself. You got a I full apologize. minute, Shay, go ahead. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you guys didn't let me answer any of the questions you get. <laughs> <Suckers>. <laughs> Um No, it's uh, this question is so hard for me, because like, growing up, I loved Tekken 2 and Tekken 3. Absolutely loved those games. I poured so many hours into those games. Um, Tekken 3 has that fun volleyball mode. It has that fun brawler mode, similar to bowling. kind of like Streets of Rage. Yeah, but um, as a young adult, I've I've had so many memories with Soul Calibur, specifically 2 and 4, um, especially 4. Like, I played the ever-loving shit out of Soul Calibur 4, but I think I would still give a slight edge to Soul Calibur uh, because they've still managed to put out quality games where I feel like Tekken has kind of had a very, very fluctuating uh, history like th- they've been very high and they've been very low
3: but Soul Calibur has been pretty consistent for the most part so I'll leave it at that go ahead Morgan I agree with that um,
0: yeah no Shay go ahead and do the last one I'll I'll save these I'm this sorry. is
1: about Yoshimitsu isn't it because I, the whole reason, reason we wanted to it. tell
0: he is my favorite in Tekken actually, or in Soul Calibur
5: yeah
1: but, but in Tekken or in Soul Calibur uh, both. But I actually I
0: like Shay. them a little bit
4: more in Soul Caliber.
0: I've noticed Shay, you've used the word funnily quite often over the past several weeks. That must be your favorite new flavor.
4: Funnily. Yeah, funnily enough, it is. Um, and the last one is our good buddy
2: Fletch. Um, he dropped us one tits or ass. We had we had a whole episode to this. I I thought at one point. Oh, that was at our old show.
3: That it's was our old show that was, it was, that was forever ago, show. good memories. yeah, that was our old show, but um, no the
2: answer is
4: ass,
0: yeah, no, I'm with Josh I have the luxury of having big, beautiful breasts every day, so because of that, I feel like I really
4: desire a nice, tiny little booty sometimes. Um, you should probably so stop c- drinking so much c- soy milk, Morgan, if you are <laughs> playing with your own breasts and they're that uh voluptuous. <laughs> Yeah, they're not bad. Oh my god. <laughs> <Josh>. <laughs> oh, there needs to be a video component to this podcast at some point. Josh, one was of just these playing days, one of these days. And dancing. And nobody gets to see that gloriousness but the three of us. I mean,
0: a great the the reality is that nothing beats a great ass and nothing beats a great pair of tits. They're both beautiful in their own way, and I refuse to pe- I refuse to pick.
4: You already a did. Okay. Well, I would pick a butt. <laughs> Nice, thick, juicy heiny. Because I, yeah, there's so many reasons. But when you you say, there's nothing like when you say goodbye to your significant other and they're walking away, and you just get lost for a few seconds, yeah, you don't, you don't just juicy heiny and just Mm -hmm. stare,
3: and you're like, wow, I get to stare at this every day. Mm, mm, mm. Good game. That's right, and yep. I'm, I'm not even on your team, and it's a good game.
0: Yeah. Um. There you
4: go.
0: Now I'm just hungry for
4: <laughs> a nice juicy piece. <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> just, we were listening to that. We were listening to this. I was listening to this old podcast we did. Shay and me and you were having an argument. It was a game of the year show, and um, we were going back and forth, and you were like. I don't remember, remember, you were like, remember that? I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. And Josh jumped in. He's like, you should really remember her name, Shay. <laughs> 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 that was such a good joke. That's
2: a good that joke.
0: <laughs> um, Andrub0916 said Cloud or Noctis. I'm assuming that's easy for you guys. Cloud. Yeah.
2: Like, I really like 15, Eight, but you know. I don't think Noctis is going to be anyone's favorite character from that.
1: I think he's the least interesting of the four main characters.
2: Yeah, he really is. Yeah. No, it's Cloud. Yep. Cloud, baby. I think
0: by the end, there's some interesting stuff that they do with Noctus. I don't think he's completely
1: uninteresting. I just honestly think Prompto, Gladio, and Ignis are all more interesting in their own ways than Noctus. they really are.
2: Um, this is super easy. This like, is the last I would, one I will play a game with just Ignis and Gladio. <laughs>
0: Which, you know, you know what? I take it back. I I would give the edge to Noctis for one reason, and I can't believe I forgot this. His his his, pro, his his sword is an engine. Close, come on, somebody get it here. Somebody get it. His primary skill you level up is fishing. Oh yeah, that's fair. I don't know how that's close to what I said, but okay. Close. Well, you work. I thought you were leaning in that direction. So. Um, Gil Beasley Skid has the final one here, and I want to give a shout out. Thank you uh, to Gil that did some help uh, this week on my podcast in the Blood, which we actually did get charting in the Top 30 iTunes Gaming Podcasts in America. So thank you so much for all the work you did there, our patrons helping us out. Sometimes we get overloaded with stuff. I know I do. God knows I couldn't edit my way out of a paper bag. So uh, thank you, Gil Beasy. And that podcast, so much good feedback, and uh, did a lot of good things. He asked us, um, Sam Fisher or Agent 47? And I will say, this is easy as fuck. It's Sam Fisher. Come on. Agent 47? Agent 47, baby. (laughs) Mm. I
1: like the pure wackiness Cell, of man. Agent Forty Seven because yeah. he's basically Serpentor and can insert himself into any situation. And just what,
2: is he a character? Yeah. yeah, like I think the best Sam Fisher was just when he was, um... what's his name from Taken? What, what is the character's <laughs> actual name? <laughs> in Liam that? Neeson. Well, yeah, no, Liam, Liam Neeson. But, but like, but the character does he even? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. his no. Nobody knows. Name. Just just know no, I was Liam trying Neeson. to think of his actual name, but. But, yeah, like, I think that's where he's his best is when he's just Liam Neeson. But
3: Brian
1: Mills is
2: his
4: name.
1: Qui-Gon Jinn. He
2: has a name? Wow. Okay.
4: All right. I've never. Well, it's funny. I was reading the synopsis trying to find the name, and it didn't even name. It said ex-CIA agents (laughs) or something like that. And I was like, it doesn't even list the name. (laughs) I had to dig for a few seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. He says it on the uh, phone he's like
1: you never forget the name my name is Brian I'm like that's not that intimidating
0: <laughs> Splinter Cell is one of the weirdest trajectories because like it started really hot and then there was that um, I really liked the one before double agent uh, and even I like, can't remember the name of it which is a bad case uh, Conviction I think it was that was actually a great game at the time um, I enjoyed Conviction that- yeah, it was really cool, and then they did that like, series has sort of faded away, so it's it's a shame. And Hitman has sort of always been sort of a cult classic, and it's kind of getting in the limelight now with the more recent Hitman games. So it's weird. I would go Sam Fisher, um, which is funny because I remember, yeah, go ahead. I, I just love Agent Forty Seven
1: from the standpoint of like wackiness.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess you're giving the character the benefit of the doubt there because he's the vessel well, for your he, wackiness. He
1: straight face plays the wackiness, which
2: is what I like about it. Yeah. No, I think he's Hold a better down. secret agent, even. Like a better character, better like actual agent, like as far as
3: like Yeah, you know, sneaking in. Get places. the job done. Yeah. Shay. Agent forty seven. <sighs> Oh, it's Timothy Oliphant. Okay. Good choice. <laughs> Not that version. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone who left a comment. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Sword Chomp Fight Club is now closed, but the secret fourth rule of Sword Chomp Fight Club is...
4: going to the- Go to Patreon. <laughs> I was going to say go to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you read my mind patreon.com slash sword chomp we have our own top secret club if you will if you become one of our $5 patrons you get access to a secret Instagram page and a discord channel um, and that discord channel is so much fun the community there is so great um, and we have a uh, we have a great line of communication with our patrons that be- basically become family our chompers that's patreon.com slash sword chomp you know you, this is a passion for us with all the podcasts we do all the content the streaming everything that we put out there and it's very difficult to do so when people give their hard-earned money to us it really means the world to us and it helps motivate us i think whenever we have those those down times um so thank you so much to our patrons and if you want to become one become part of the family com slash sword chomp nation is waiting when you hear your family um speaking of which you know i want to uh, go to the ocean but i'm uh, offended so i'm gonna go to
1: the bathroom
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, there's one word because the shocks in new, new jersey i read about the bull shark in the new jersey rivers it ate all those people in the 20.
2: <laughs> rich rich actually you, you oh, were yeah. you were a drunk italian and then then you were jamaican for a while then all of a sudden you were from Boston. Like, are are you eventually New gonna Jersey. are you eventually gonna come across a Cajun accent? That that's weird. I um, thought he was
4: doing like a drunk Transylvanian vampire is what I thought was going on there.
0: <laughs> I'm a shark. I will no, it won't work. Um so I mean I that was, was better than any day. of the other
4: accents you were doing. I don't know why you quit that one. Bye. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just didn't have the power. Um so yeah, there I was thinking of the legendary uh those legendary bull shark attacks like back in new jersey and like the 19 whatever's uh, swimming around the rivers eating people um because in man eater you play a bull shark now i gotta admit you guys i'm pretty surprised because i was looking forward to talking to you about this strange open world shark game that just came out most people know i'm excited about it i did not think other people were playing this i'm kind of flabbergasted that more people on this podcast are playing this game um and
1: i still kind of want to play it (laughs)
0: Maybe people want to, you know, there's an appeal of being an open... That's, I think, what's cool about this game. I want to say to set this up, we'll get these problems out of the way because we've had some frustrations. Um, I know Shay has a story to tell us as well, but I will say briefly that dealing with this particular game has been very weird. Like, it didn't have a pre-order on the store for PlayStation, and... um, when it was supposed to be released, it wasn't showing anywhere on the PlayStation Store. So they sent me a link that I could go to on my computer to buy it. I started the download from my computer, and, and it showed up on my PS4. But it, there was nothing in the store. Like You could not find it in the PlayStation Store, which was weird. I
1: had that experience with a sto- with a game. I could not remember to tell you what game it was. But it does happen from time to time with lower-profile games, where they're having problems server-side getting the page to populate on the actual consoles.
0: It, it's, not, yeah. it's not unheard of. And to be fair, they they tweeted me back and they were like, here, you can just use this link if you want. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But I had to like, literally just like do it for my computer. And I downloaded that. It was just weird because I was,
1: you know, what had happened to me? Uh, when Sakoden two was released on the PS3.
0: Oh, okay. Which is, that's a classic game though. But yeah, I guess a smaller company might've been handling the, the port. Yeah. The port. Yeah. Um and honestly, like I just con- trying to contact them and stuff this week has been like a couple of their emails were just like. It's a Tripwire Interactive. Look, I'm pulling for them because they're making an open world sh- open world shark game, but I really had to jump through some hoops to get this shit to happen. And then on top of that, I hear about people like my poor friend Shay, whose uh whose Xbox One is uh, is on the fritz. Yeah, tell me about your Xbox One on the fritz. Sh-. Well, it's not on the fritz. It's just
4: not. It's doing what it's supposed to do, blowing up. <laughs> well. Um... There's a lot of hate before you've even gotten into the game, but I'm going to add to it. Um, Yeah, I, I... I booted up this game, and the beginning is so awesome. Absolutely awesome, where you're just immediately hopping in, and you're fucking eating humans, and they're screaming at you. One of my... like, There have been some amazing quotes in gaming this year. There have been some absolutely amazing quotes, especially if, like, Final Fantasy 7 had some amazing quotes, but... One of my favorite quotes in gaming came from this game, actually, where I was hopping on a boat as a shark devouring humans, and one of them yelled at me, "Hey, we're trying to enjoy our vacation here." That was probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in gaming. <laughs> so, um, just yeah, because that, that'll it's that'll convince like, the shark. There's a, there, yeah, there's, a, there's a shark There's a shark hopping on your boat, like. This massive creature and it's eating other people on your boat and that's the thing you scream at it, you know. It just it yeah. made me laugh. I'd
2: like to see your manager. <laughs> hey guy, cut it out.
4: Yeah, yeah. What the fuck, Karen! Yeah. Drive the boat away. What are you doing? But um, I that was the highest point of the game and then shortly after that, which is what Morgan is talking about. Not once, but twice within the span of the first hour, trying to play this game it overheated my console and shut it off. And that's never happened to me before. Like I've had issues where certain games have just frozen and send me back to the dashboard. Hell indivisible. I had issues with that game a few times, but I've never had the issue where it just completely overheated my Xbox. I mean, sometimes when I play apex, it sounds like a fucking jet engine is taking off in my, in my apartment, but it's still okay. Like it doesn't overheat. But this game, for some reason, who knew that this was the game of all games to overheat my Xbox? So um, that was just the start of my issues, but um, it was a pretty egregious one for me.
0: Yeah, that's odd. Very rare and strange. I have, My PS4 copy's been working great, but yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I, I'm i going to um, be like okay, I'm so- curious to what hear you to hear what you guys think about this game i i kind of obviously know what josh thinks but i'm curious
0: i well you i don't know what josh thinks what is josh
2: josh what do you think what is josh thinking um it is great so far
3: um it has a um we were mentioning this before just um when we were talking just about the uh what
2: to expect going into it the last week or the week before um yeah about how it is a sort of open world ish kind of exploration sort of game that like I even mentioned that it's got like kind of collectathon things like like it's like it's a Tony Hawk game um like trying to collect all the weird things in strange places it also has a lot of like kind of metroidvania bits going on with it where like you won't be able to do certain things uh without upgrades that you'll get later. Um
0: Yeah, like you can't bash through this this gate underwater to go to this secret area until you're an adult shark, but right now you're a teen shark, so mm-hmm. come back later kind of a thing. Stuff like that. Leave me
2: alone, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: and the uh the focus f- is mostly on that
2: I was going to say the exploration, but I, I think there's really more of a focus on the combat in the game, um, because, like, you're basically, you know, eating people is kind of the thing. You're trying to get your revenge. Chomping, if you will. Um, but it, it's, it's got, like, a Grand Theft Auto sort of thing, where if you eat enough people, they'll send bounty hunters after you to come try to take care of you, because there's this shark who's uh, attacking the beaches. Um,
3: it's just and
4: really quickly interject, Josh. I'm sorry. It's to me, it's like a feeding frenzy style game mixed with Grand Theft Auto. Those are the vibes I've gotten yeah. so far.
2: Yeah, there's an awful lot of that, um, and the enemies get significantly harder as you go, with like them sending just tons of bounty hunters after you. Um, so there's there's an awful lot of combat there, and then the kind of leveling loop because it's still kind of rpg-ish as far as like how you're leveling up just based off eating right yeah based off of what you're eating but um since you're in the bayou there you're like fighting barracuda and sharks like so so it's yeah. not just eating things that are helpless like there's there's other 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 stuff there things that will yeah fuck like you alligators up. Yeah. will will come and mess with you
1: Um, And I guess those those would net more experience, I would assume, than like mm -hmm. just swallowing. Well, yeah, and
0: you'll see like a level fifteen alligator. Like I don't want to fuck with that thing.
1: Eventually, though, you'll be like fucking megalodon
2: sized, and you'll come back and fuck up his day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's an awful
3: lot of that where you'll, you know, just kind of come across something that is just you know should be
2: way too hard for you to fight. Although from what I've seen nothing's really completely out of your league like if you kind of understand the combat you can fight something way stronger than you um which is kind of cool because like one of the first things i did is like when you right after the intro sequence there um you're just this little baby shark um kind of starting over from scratch there and I went and picked a fight with like this level eight alligator, um, mm-hmm. who can basically one. Did you sh- win? Yeah, yeah, I won, but like he can basically oh one God. shot you. Um, but you just got to be really careful with it. And it's impressive. just it's fun. It's like it's it's fun. It's got that sort of oh, it's um, the
0: shark souls.
2: Yeah, it, it's shark souls is what it what it is. It's it's got um, obviously like less less precise than that, but it's still really fun to just kind of go pick on something that you really have no business actually beating um, and still yeah. having a shot. Suck
4: it, Morgan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I guess I was somewhere in the middle where like I was having trouble with some of the harder. Like for, like for example, like with the way things would, with the, the lock on worked um, and the way things kind of, come at you because there's like darting fish. I felt like I was like kind of getting turned around a lot and I was like, kind of like disoriented in a way that like I was having trouble taking on stuff that was higher than me, even though I I felt like I could, Um, maybe I just don't have a good enough grasp on the, the the combat yet.
2: Yeah. I think you'll get there. Um, The lock on is not a lock on. It's a, there's something dangerous after me and it'll point the camera at them one time. Like when you click it, and that's it. There is no lock-on. Um, oh, at that's, which point and it's fucking hot the garbage. Camera. You don't want a lock-on, lock-on, because on if you had on a lock-on, on, you would lose track of where you are. Whereas without a lock-on, you just aim where you want to go and keep track of the enemies.
4: I don't agree with that at all. That's there's so many times where I was trying to lock on and then it just sends me to a different part of the screen where the fish just swims off the screen. And I'm equally as disoriented as what you're describing. That's well, yeah, happened so to me lock so on.
2: There's times. no reason
4: the, there isn't well, <laughs> the lock on is what <laughs> it is. Then why even it's, include it in the game? Why even include a lock on in the game if it's not going to work properly? That doesn't make any sense.
2: They shouldn't have is what it comes down to. It shouldn't be there because you don't need it. It's it's. Agreed. What it boils down to is if you get attacked from somewhere and don't see it, it will draw your attention to where it is because um, you basically don't need it for any of the fish. But, like, occasionally if something shoots at you, it's nice to know where it came from. If you like To help missed,
1: you get your bearings kind of um, more so than actually function as a lock-on from it's, the yeah, sound of it. Yeah, it's, it's not a lock-on. Maybe
0: that was my problem. I was treating it
4: like a lock-on, and it was just throwing me well, off, that's... I think. That's not your fault, Morgan, because the tutorial, the way it explains that lock-on is, yes, it can be used in combat. And then when you go to use it in combat, it's fucking ass. It's terrible. And that's not the function of it at all. What Josh is describing, like if you're using your little sonar ability to kind of get a feel of what's around you and then suddenly you're about to get attacked, then you smash that button, then you look behind you or to the right of you or to the left of you out of your peripheral vision and you're like, oh shit, this thing's about to come for me. Then it's useful. But if you're in the heat of the moment and you're fighting something, it shouldn't be used yet. That's what the tutorial made you do. And that, that was absolutely asinine. Like why, would, why would they even include that in the, in the combat tutorial? If anything, it's more of like the exploration aspect of the game that you use that.
0: Yeah. So you're just saying like it's better for you to just kind of Well and that's the thing that just takes Because because the way you're looking at the shark, usually you're behind the shark, but whenever you're in combat, you obviously your camera view will change to the side and stuff. So you just have to work really hard to keep the creature you're fighting. You just in aim your, at it. Just like your you're view. playing
2: a shooter. Like you just keep the thing yeah. aimed at it. The only okay. thing well, I guess, that yeah. the lock on seems to be useful for is for one of your abilities that you have it at the beginning of the game and then you lose and you don't get it for hours later is if you're, if you've got something in your jaws, you can then like tail whip it to hit it at something. Um, and the lock on is useful for making sure you hit it exactly where you want to go. So like you, you know, hold down the lock on button cause it's, it's holding in the stick. Like it doesn't stay on. It's not a toggle. You have to hold it down yeah. for it to stay locked on. Um, like the only thing it's really useful for is that like if you want to lock on to a specific enemy to you know shoot something at it which is ridiculous it doesn't come up that often um yeah yeah
3: i man i
4: i really really what, really yeah. wanted to fucking like this game i want to tell you guys that first and foremost like when we were talking about it, um, I was, you know, I was kind of tepid on it. And then when we were talking with some of the guys and uh, gals in our Discord, the way they were talking about it, I was like, "Fuck! I, I really want this game to be good now." Like after just the amount of talking, and you know, the combat isn't terrible, but the way they, ro- they the way they implement it and roll out certain abilities. I just really didn't like I, I didn't I get it for the purpose of the tutorial showing you everything you can do. And that, that's when it's so much fun when you have the tail whip ability, when you have the ability to throw your enemies, all all those different things. And then, you know, obviously, because of narrative purposes, some of that is taken away. And then you have to start from scratch and you have to level up your shark. And I was like, why why the fuck would they yeah. do that? Because They
2: didn't need the tutorial is I think what it comes down to. You can introduce that stuff as it
4: comes into play. When you it comes back. To think that's the smarter
2: way. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, I I don't think they needed the tutorial to show off the mechanics, but they definitely needed the tutorial to make you interested in the game. Because that's so far, and I think I've put about two and a half hours to two and a half hours. It's been the most interesting part of the game for sure, because the initial area, the Bayou area is not, not that fun to be honest with you guys. Like it for me, like the reason why I compared it to feeding frenzy is because feeding frenzy. I don't know if you guys remember that those games, but basically is, is a very, very innocent game where you're a fish and you eat smaller fish than you to get a little bit bigger. And then you start eating bigger fish and you get to the point where you're fully grown. And that's the end of the level. Um, and there are these different levels you would go to and eventually you change a different fish. and there were different risks. It was like a little arcade fish eating game. It was very fun. It was whimsical. Uh, and I feel like this game has a lot of elements of that, but because it's an open-world game, it feels like it's never-ending. And the amount of experience that you get from Eating Fish is not that high, which obviously means you have to go find collectibles or you have to do missions. And it's it's not that interesting of a loop initially, uh, because the environment well, is not that that gorgeous. And the fact that you, you you get to kill humans at the beginning, which sounds morbid and like I'm fucked up, but it's the funnest part of the game so far. Like, you hopping onto... Jumping onto a boat as a fucking shark to eviscerate people is hilarious. And that's, that's you know, part of the reason... Like, when I was watching the trailer, that's all they're showing is that. And then the first area is the fucking bayou? I... I like... I think they needed that tutorial because if I had started the game and it was that Bayou section, I would be even more sour on the game.
0: Well, I – I okay. Let's – we back up a little bit. Um, no. I see what you're – I see what you're saying, Shay. Um, and that is unfortunate that you feel the way. Honestly, it sounds like it's a bummer a little bit, um, which I get. I – I'm probably between you guys a little like... I like the bio just because I like... For me, I like the fantasy of sort of being like a little shark in... Like, um, just kind of coming up out of nowhere, like we're like the biggest thing that is like your enemy at the beginning is just a larger fish and then like a baby alligator and then you're kind of growing and like the Bayou itself. Sure. It's definitely not the best looking game in the world. Um, (laughs) but you know, I like the Bayou area. It reminds me a lot, you know, like growing up on, on, in the coast and like Mississippi and stuff. Would you say you were born on the Bayou? It was, it's kind of like swampy. It's a swamp. That's all. It's like a swampy area that kind of leads into the, the ocean, and I I like it. I, I, I actually do like that area a lot because I just want to live that shark life. I just want to go around. I think the thing for me right at the beginning of the game that is nice is in the first five minutes of the game, you you know very quickly it's not necessarily going to be a very high-quality production game, and that, that helped me like set my standard like very low quickly, which is nice because I was like right within the first five minutes there was like, a billion things I noticed, the water looked like you know, not great. That, like some of that stuff is just frustrating because like the whole game you spend time in the water. I wish that the water just looked good, you know, like stuff like that kind of bums
4: me. That's like, actually some, not true. You under, do not spend you do not spend the whole time in the water. You actually flop on land quite often. Well, that's I, that's I, part of the charm tra- that's honestly part understand. of the charm um, of the game.
0: If you're gonna kill humans, it's, uh, well, it's not just that you, we, you have to
4: find collectibles too, which is what I was referencing. I, d- I, you'd spend. I would
0: think it's like eighty to ninety percent of your times are. And um, wait, so you're saying you, you think the water looks a lot better on PC, Josh?
2: Yeah, it's looked. It's looked well, great of it on does. PC.
3: Um, like I've not even that noticed any. F- like that seems unfair. Yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Again, it's not
2: like. Top tier or anything, it's not like sea of thieves, but it's yeah, yeah. really, really good looking for what it is. Really,
4: I don't, I don't agree with, I don't agree. Well, with that under underwater,
0: I think it mostly looks fine. Like, and there's some really nice effects with like the weather and the lighting and stuff. But like, whenever you go up to the top and your fin pokes out on console in particular, it does not look, not look good. It, um, yeah, dude, it's straight,
4: sucks. it's straight fucking trash when you come out of the water because. Well, it, like trash maybe no it's fucking trash dude be, in a, there I, is trash in the water you are that also is true.
1: both playing it in different <laughs> places and from yeah. what it sounds like Shay's Xbox is doing I find it really easy to believe that it looks like trash on the version he's
4: playing
2: yeah well, cause no, it, it's here,
4: overheating even doing that well it's not that I mean that's part of it I'm sure but it's not just that <clears throat> I was talking about this with the Rev earlier actually because um, he didn't like the game either and he um he was talking about a really good point that I didn't know how to articulate, but I was thinking about is that when you emerge from the from the water up into the surface, the the air, uh, the water goes completely murky or dark. Right. So if you're in the middle of a fight and you accidentally dash up to the surface, you can't see what the hell is going on. Now, I get from a, I'm not sure um, if you know, this
2: about water.
4: Well, uh, hold on. Hold on. Before you go in, this is exactly what I'm going to go into here. I understand from a physics standpoint why that is the way it is. It's a very realistic approach to water because it's unless you have a very, very miraculously clear part of the ocean, that's just how the ocean works. And I get that. But in a game that is so predicated on being whimsical and ridiculous and silly, why they would choose that one random physical phenomenon... To represent in to this game. To be super realistic be- because, about it, yeah. Because, like, there's nothing else realistic in the fucking game. And then they're like, oh, let's do this one water mechanic as the one realistic point we have. And it fucking wrecks the combat at times. It absolutely does. Because if you accidentally dash up to the surface, you can't see who the fuck it is you're fighting. And then if you're fighting one of the, um the fucking shark hunters, you're getting harpooned and you don't know who the fuck you're getting harpooned by or where it's from. Or if you're in a fight with a crocodile at the beginning of the game and you're trying to escape this crocodile um, and you accidentally go to the surface, you can't see where the hell the crocodile is. And I think that's terrible. I think that's absolutely terrible because the controls are not the tightest controls in the game. So inevitably, so like as you're learning the game, you're going to make that mistake of going, the general person is going to make that mistake before Josh is like, well, I don't want to just, you got to get better plebs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the average person is going to make that mistake. And um, yeah, it, it fucking takes the wind out of your sails when you accidentally emerge and then you're getting attacked and you're like, I can't fucking see this guy. I don't know where to escape to as a result. It's, it just is, is a weird design choice that that was the one thing they wanted to be incredibly realistic about.
3: And suck it, Morgan.
4: It's
0: it's kind of a. I'd be curious to see what you think about about it one day, maybe, Rich, because it's like a checklisty game. Like to me, it's more of like I wish it had like sort of uh, Ubisoft production values because Ubisoft loves their checklist. People have described it to me as Assassin's Um,
1: Creed, but you're a shark.
0: Mm-hmm. that's probably a good yeah and and there are good things about even though the combat does have some frustrations for me i there is some cool things like one thing i think that they nailed pretty well is like the feeling of like when you bite onto something and you like uh shake the joystick back and forth on console to like shake something around in your mouth it feels it, it feels pretty cool it feels like a shark might do it probably bite into something and go rah, shake it around well, let's not it's dead. presume to know uh, <laughs> what a shark might do <laughs> i mean I have, to. I have to put myself i'm a it's a you know Inside the shark. Um, so, so you had sex yourself post. inside a shark, Morgan. <laughs> that was the... I, God damn it, I knew that. Was, That's that called it. getting
1: eaten. <laughs> you see that thing we just did to you? Well, but specifically the thing I just did to you about having sex with a shark? That's what we call yeah, yeah. pulling a Morgan.
0: And I like that Shay made a PG, but I just said, you're going to get eaten. I was like, no, oh, yeah, you're going to get eaten. Inside the shark. That's ah! right. There'll be sharks coming up more, more sharks later when we talk about the Crucible or Crucible. Um, but no, I, I get what you're saying, Shay. I think I'm like halfway, like I'm having fun with the combat, but I'm also kind of frustrated, which is why I say I'm halfway between you and Josh, which as like you said, is where I like to be. I, I'm the fantasy I, right from the beginning. They, my expectations for the quality of like the production values for me on whatever system, I don't want to get into that shit. I was like, okay, this is a budget game. And then once I got that out of my head for a while, um, how long I've been able to just enjoy the fantasy of swimming around, being a shark, doing the checklist. Um, it's it's weird. Some of the stuff in the game, like when you go for those license plates, are kind of interesting because you have to like find a way to like launch yourself out of the water and get that second jump sometimes, and then like kind of lock into them with your. I've, there's some stuff I'm still like kind of learning, like how to to get. But I will say this: it is it is great when you flop up on a beach and like people are just like not run you know they've programmed the people in the game to be idiots on purpose so they're so they're funner to kill so like people just be falling down on the ground like failing to run anywhere like ah, and you're just like flopping over at them like you can launch at them but sometimes it's fun to like flop over at them like one mile an hour and grab them and and rip
4: them and you know what
1: we can all laugh until sega uses this engine to make a new echo
4: the dolphin that would be fucking amazing i would i would kill for a new echo the dolphin game sega if you're listening Revive that IP right fucking now. But anyways, um, no. The- I. One second, if you don't mind me, Shay.
0: I was going to ask Josh this just because he had been kind of quiet. I'm actually surprised that Josh sounds like he's enjoying it as much as
2: he is, which is, I think is interesting. Um, yeah, the combat's actually pretty good. It's not the most in-depth thing so far, but that's. it seems like it's more of an issue of enemy types than the combat itself because they've, they've been given... It's, they've been showing up slowly um, as far as different enemies showing up. Um, so, like, you... You know, you just you don't see enough new stuff to really kind of need to learn all the combat. Um, the water thing, like, I get, but also it's fine because the only reason you'd ever really surface is if you're fighting something above the water or if you're trying to escape because you're just a lot faster at the top of the water. Um,
0: Yeah, if you mark something that's far away in your map and you just want to get there quick, I find that just going to the surface is the um, fastest
2: way to get there. So, like, you don't even need to see where something is to escape it if you're at the top of the water because you're you're so fast. Um, Yeah. And then also that seems to be more what the sonar is for anyway cuz as soon as you hit the sonar you can see through anything at that point uh whether you're at the top of the water or not um it is more of a learning curve because it it is you have to really track the enemies in this game which is not something You have to do, and basically anything else, like, it, it, it almost, it feels more like a shooter, kind of like I was saying, because you, you really have to keep track of the enemies yourself. Um, Yep. It's, it's, yeah, it does play as kind of like a stealth shooter. I will agree with that. Um, there's, you know, obviously, not, not exactly a shooter, but like, there's an awful lot of, like, strafing around each other, and, uh, um. Yeah Just like picking the right yeah. moment to actually go attack something. Um, yeah, at least at least with the fair fights.. Um.
0: And at first, like those first, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I've gotten a little bit better at attacking stuff now, but those first boat fights for me were just like a weird sloppy mess because I was just like, (laughs) I was just ramming my shark body in them and they're blowing up. It just felt like nonsense. But if you you do it right, and, and I'm farther in the game now, Shay, when you get past the bayou, like I just got to this area where, you know, generic quest kill 10 people but they were on these weird they were on the different vehicles and stuff and i was getting better at kind of getting out of the water and leaping into the air and then like kind of when you press r2 you kind of like um it's like a homing attack so you kind of like home into things in in an interesting way and then your shark body's just like sitting there on the jet ski or the boat and you're like flopping around so there's still like a lot there like it is sloppy but it is kind of interesting it's like a weird mixture of and maybe this comes like i've been thinking a lot about this like the, generally speaking i think the shark controls feel good like the feeling of moving the shark watching the tail move back and forth as you're just the joystick up and down like generally speaking i think they nailed how it feels to control shark which i think is very important probably the but most important part for a game like this yes um <laughs> there are some issues with with the combat but there's not a lot of precedent for this, and that's not to be an excuse, but there are not a lot of open-world shark games. There's basically, like, one kind of open-world shark game. It's called Jaws Unleashed on the PS2, and it's not great. Um, so it's not—I'm not giving making excuses for them, but there's not, like, a lot to compare it to. You know what I mean? And, and the shark, by nature, something that's darting around underwater, is not necessarily an easy well, thing to do Well, clearly, you
1: never played the Little Mermaid part
0: of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> do you get to control a shark? No
4: oh. <laughs> um you know what it's... i would i would that'd be a weird thing to control I in the think... little mermaid aspect of, or a section of it. there I is would... a shark in yeah, that, a shark in that in area I thought... that you can fight yeah i hey, here's look. what it boils down to me for me at the end of the day, like I have enjoyed some of this game, and there's some aspects about it that I think are really fun. I don't think it's a forty dollar game I don't like the quality is not there for it to be a forty dollar game. Um to me it's a twenty dollar game. Just in That's terms of how much of visual, I just paid for it. In terms of a visual quality, <laughs> in terms of the combat issues, uh granted, like I was I was fucking red hot pissed when it um fucked my Xbox twice in one hour. But they have since fixed it. They rolled out a, an update to fix that issue. So it's since been fixed, um, mm-hmm. thankfully. Oh, so that's good. I'm not, I'm not going to completely shit on it. Um, you know, people make mistakes. Errors happen. Um, my, one of my favorite games of this year, Ori, for almost a month had an issue. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and shit on this game for that. Um, they fixed it pretty much right away. Uh, shout out to them for doing that. Uh, I know Especially sh- for having it out on day one. Right, exactly. I know how stressful that can be, so I'm not gonna sit here and shit on them for it. Even though I was angry, they fixed it. I'm good with that. I think there's some combat issues that severely need to be worked out, but that would be like a rehauling of the game, which obviously they can't do. Um, I, it just the pa- Granted, I'm not that far in the game, so take this with a grain of salt. It just feels like the pacing is just completely fucking off. Uh, being able to do the really fun part of the game right at the beginning, and then being like, okay, now you get to do the most boring part of the game as a reward. See, that's
0: the that's the only thing you said that I, I I've that I think is strange. I don't necessarily think like you express a lot of frustration with the combat and stuff of like that, which I completely get. I. The part you're describing as boring, I've really enjoyed, where you're just kind of the baby shark swimming around the bio doing quests. We, for some reason, I, I've really enjoyed that. So I wonder why,
4: why that was such a stark, you know, because you're still... It's fun. it's fun for half an hour. And then you're like, as you're trying to get all the collectibles and you're trying to do everything, you're like, all right, let's fucking hurry this up. <laughs> like, I,
2: I want to get to the cool parts of the, the game. whole section's like maybe an hour.
0: It
4: it depends on what you're doing. Like Josh is
0: well, saying, like, if you're trying I, to get even everything, collecting everything, it, can, it
2: didn't take that long. Well, yeah, mean, well also I keep
4: said. in mind that my Xbox got shut off twice, and I had to backtrack yeah. on some of the stuff uh, yeah. that I was doing. As a that's
0: reason, fair. So it's yeah. When you when you're just jumping around to, the, I don't know. This is weird because like I don't think anyone's gonna be pulled through by the story, but the story will pull you into different areas. Yeah. And well, one thing we haven't touched funny. on that's
2: yeah, I do think we should get to that at least.
0: The comedy. Yeah, I want to know what you guys think of the sense of humor, but I was just going to say one cool thing about the game that is is going to expand in interesting ways is like there is a level up progressive system to the shark that seems interesting. All I have right now is sonar and I'm like a level 6, so I don't know when you get more stuff. But this seems like there's a, a lot yeah. of there you can level up with, you know. It
2: is insane. Like you can evolve in a bunch of different ways because it's it's a lot of tongue and cheek stuff like mm-hmm. you know. An awful lot like TTA of just completely over the top mocking Americana yeah. type stuff. Um, like, there's nuclear runoff in this bayou that is making yeah. a lot of the creatures end up being mutated, <laughs> yeah. and you end up you have like a bunch of different mutations that you can pick from as you go. Like, I currently have um, bioelectric oh, teeth. Already- that, oh, that nice. whenever I chomp you got mutations on things, okay. um, it will just make an electric shock around me. Like anytime I bite onto something, um, to does a little bit of extra damage and then also can stun things if they get shocked enough. Um, and it looks cool. I would think. Yeah.
0: Do your teeth there, they like electricity all the time. Uh,
2: no, it's like only or when you just, like, when you chomp bite down on something, okay. you look at, like an electric flash. Um,
0: well, and it seems like they're going to have fun with the enemies, too. Like, uh, I saw a bunch of crazy-looking bosses and stuff because get the radiation. Yeah. And there's, the humor is kind of like that, too. Like, you're saying, Josh, the guy's like, I've heard hanging around in radiation is a great way to level up and be a super shark or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably didn't give a good example there, but I was wondering what you guys thought of the sense of humor that the game has, like its tone and everything.
2: It's um, So the framing device for this is that it is a like shark hunting reality show that you know after for whatever reason after the shark hunter killed your mom and like slashed you up and threw you back into the water they start following you instead of the shark hunter for the most part um like they still kind of have clips back and forth between them but it's like it's mostly following you after that part um which just leads to some like you have a narrator because of that um yeah like narrating <laughs> which what is absurd, you do absurd
0: cuz no one could really be following yeah, you yeah
2: and it's just <laughs> like it's it's really it i i've enjoyed it because it's 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 sort of like
3: deadpan um comedy where it's um
2: it's it like mockumentary style sort of thing because it's like um it's taking itself fairly seriously but it's just so absurd on its face um that yeah i don't know it's it's really worked for me there's some dumber aspects than that like the second area you go to you get um as your as your threat level increases they send stronger and stronger bounty hunters after you and they're all like these just ridiculous caricatures um this the second area seems to be music themed cuz like the first guy um fuck what I I can't remember what his instrument was like a guitar or something um but like they they go to pull up their harpoon gun to to shoot at you and they accidentally grab one of their instruments um and there's just yeah it's, it's like just kind of dumb but like lighthearted humor well, added to it feels the, like a missed opportunity people. to not have a banjo guy in the bayou area well i'm sure there's going to be one of them because i've not fought all of those bounty hunters they send after you i think i've only got up to like like a level four or five threat and there's like eight or ten bounty hunters and i don't know if it's per area or per what but um haven't seen all yeah of i'm yet. not that far so i'm not sure I'm not um. sure, and i i will
4: I will agree with you that the the whimsical nature of the story is pretty interesting. I'm glad it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, granted, there's no way you can really compare these two, but uh, Rich had mentioned Echo the Dolphin earlier, and I remember just how uh, dramatic that game was in what you're trying to accomplish. Just for example, and with this game, obviously, mm-hmm. that's not really the same case. Like something heavy happens near the beginning of the game, but um, it's like it's handled in a, in a whim- in enough of a whimsical way that it doesn't get too serious. It doesn't take itself too
2: seriously. Yeah, and like if it's, anything, it's, it's it's very absolutely satirical. horrific, but like the framing device stops it from being so dark that you just. You know when Chris Parnell is explaining it to you. Yeah, it helps a lot because, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I I will admit there there's there are some really fun elements and aspects to this game, and it it still hasn't me curious. Like I I still want to give this game a little bit more of a fair shake before I completely just write it off. I just at the end of the day with. Some of the issues that are in this game, it just does not feel like a forty dollar game. like I think about Hellblade, which released three years ago, which was also a forty dollar game, and that was a much tighter package and that that game is one of the best games to come out of this generation, and I spent forty dollars on that, and I felt completely okay with spending forty dollars on that game, even though it was eight hours completely fine with that this game like it it just it's such a step back and a lot granted it's again difficult to compare two completely different genres two completely different experiences but when i think about something like that and it's it's difficult i I understand this is a person-to-person basis which is i want to make it clear this is completely opinion on my part when you have when you look at that and you're like That, that, that is an amazing $40 well spent. And then you consider this game that has so many issues, like it has a lot of things going for it, but it also has so many issues and it's like, man, do I really want to spend $40 on this? And it could have been worse. It could have been $60 as well. Like I totally get that. And um, I acknowledge that as well. Just, I don't think it's a $40 game. I really don't at the end of the day, from what I've experienced so far, um and maybe the further I get into the game, I will change my mind. Uh, you know we can check back that, check back on that
3: in a week. But just as of right now, I feel like it's not a forty dollar game, personally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I do. I think you should at least get to the second
2: zone because the first zone there aren't people to deal with. And then, like, once you get to the second zone, um, it's basically... You don't have the full move set that you had in the opening section, but you've got the vast majority of it, and you're still fighting, like I was saying, like the bounty hunters coming after you and stuff like that. Um, Sounds like actually, it opens up mechanically. Yeah, and they also start giving you stuff you didn't have in the beginning, like all the different mutations um, that you didn't have at the beginning, so you can kind of change up your play style. Um, and that that is really kind of um just kind of helping to like you said like the intro whenever you've got just it's like the, the intro is ridiculous it's just it's kind of dumb fun you're not really threatened all that much um and then they go right from that to taking away all your powers and then you're way way weaker than all the threats in the area um so you either have to really figure out the combat or really figure out how to avoid enemies um And either way is probably going to slow you down a decent amount there. Um, Unless it just somehow clicks for you for whatever reason. Like it's, it's a strange thing. So it's probably going to take a while. Um,
4: Yeah. I just, that's what you're saying is exactly what I felt is the very beginning of the game is so fast paced and frenetic. And that's what this, the, the trailer just displays with with, with what they're trying to convey is this game is going to be fast and frenetic and ridiculous. And the intro captures that perfectly. And then the next area is anything but that it's, it becomes all of a sudden it's, it feels like a stealth shooter and it was so jarring. Uh, it is com- two completely different. It feels like two completely different games in a lot of ways in the approach of those two areas. And it, it, it just felt very disjointed when I went into the Bayou area and I, I, I just got taught. I was taught how to play this game and the style that it's going to be and the way it's going to be. And then I get thrown into this next area and it's not that at all. And it, it took me out of the experience. Um, even if it's a silly and whimsical game and I had low expectations, I was still taken out of it. I, yeah, I just wish they had not included that intro section, even though I feel like it's necessary, well, I wish the they. Introduction,
2: e- e- I think, was fine. I do think the tutorial bit of it, like they didn't need to really teach you half the things they taught you, because like, like I was saying, the lock on doesn't do what it says on the tin. It's not a lock. I mean, it it is a lock on, but you don't ever need it. Other than like just those couple really odd situations. Um, and that should have been addressed whenever it comes to that. Um, not the way they did teach you how to play it. Cause it, it doesn't work for what they're like. Like you said, the situation they give you there, it doesn't yeah. do anything for you in that situation. Um, granted, there are a lot of tutorials that do this. I've noticed where it's like, here, learn your whole move set. And in the process of just screwing around you do like 75, 80% of the stuff on there. And then there's always like one
3: thing that A, A you didn't need to do. B, you might never need to do. Um, but
2: they kind of have to throw in there. And the lock-on is that in this one. Um, yeah, they they definitely didn't need it. Um, I wish they wouldn't have
4: included it, but it is what it is. Um, it is. It's only one part of the game. So, um, I, I think, I still think it's bad, but it is what it is. And I think, I think that's a good point to stop the conversation right there. Um, I'm going to be doing temporary host duties. Morgan had an emergency with his child, so he had to run out for a little bit, but, uh, that's going to lead us into the next game that Josh played on stream. Give him a quick five minutes to talk about his Hmm. return to Tenchu stealth assassins. Uh, a, a very fun ps1 era game um that i know i've had very fond memories of i've never really returned back to that game but i I remember loving the ever loving crap out of that game and josh did us all a favor of playing it on
2: stream so (laughs) quick five minutes tell us about it well i did you the favor of playing like the first two and a half level well basically three levels um
3: when did you feel broken?
2: the third level the third level because the third level introduces bottomless pits that are instant death um and oddly enough i didn't feel the whole dark souls connection until those fucking bottomless pits and as soon as those showed up and i had to restart a level because of an awkward jumping control because dark souls still doesn't have jumping fig- well Sekiro does so you know whatever that's but the rest of the Soul series seems to be just like mystified by the jump button um, and <laughs> yeah Tenchu feels an awful lot like that where it's like yeah um, it's I, I absolutely loved it as a kid like you're saying as well and it is a very simulation focused stealth game Not not like super super heavy like Thief but up there with the whole, um, we're just we're gonna make this as realistic as possible given the time.
3: Yeah, um, yeah,
4: I think I think they try and accomplish that with the PS one era with what they can do, and obviously because of the limitations of the system, uh, yeah, doesn't like in this day and age it doesn't really work out. For the time, it was it felt <laughs> like it was a pretty realistic thing: sneaking up on a roof and throwing a shuriken at an enemy or jumping down and yeah. stealthily attacking an enemy. Obviously, now in retrospect, um yeah. it it wasn't a good it was, it isn't a good system now but, as a kind of like a revisionist history kind of thing, but at the time, mm-hmm. it was really good.
2: Yeah, a lot of it still works. Like it's wonky because like speaking speaking of tutorials, this game has none. Um you don't can, need them. You can look up the controls in the menu, but it tells you what the buttons are. It doesn't tell you your moves, and eighty s- percent of what you do in this game is going to be a combination button press, sort of a deal like uh, a lot of it you'll figure out if you're just you know you've played older games at the time, like you can do a short hop in any direction by double tapping the button um, A few of the other ones you're never going to figure out without going through the manual, which was a little strange. Um, like I figured out long jump is that double tap, which is normally a little, little hop. But then if you hit the jump button during the middle of that little hop, you'll do like a really long somersault sort of a jump. Um,
3: yeah. Which I don't, I don't that, miss that. That about is actually games, what broke me. That's one thing. Yeah, that I was miss actually what all. broke me
2: in, in, in the, in that third level it was because there are areas that, you can make them with a the normal jump, but they look just long enough that I'm like, oh, I'll do a long jump. Um, but there's no coyote time in this game because it's an older one and they just hadn't figured that out yet. Um, and so that little hop during that first short hop portion of the animation, if that, any portion of that puts you off the ledge, the jump command will not register and you won't You're do your falling full immediately. Jump you'll just kind of do that tiny little dash portion of the animation and then just fall off the edge, um, which is frustrating yeah. enough as it is, but then it means you have to redo the whole level um, because everything's instant death. Um, and, like, that sort of thing was kind of what got frustrating after a while. Um, like, it, it, yeah. t- it took yeah. a while to kind of relearn the combat, and by the time... I finished up the stream. I was actually feeling fairly good with the combat again. It's really weird. It's, it's, it's like, it's almost like, like quap or something like that. Like let's, let's have you do a really simple thing, but with just like the jankiest controls ever. Um, and so it kind of feels rewarding once you get it. Um, and I was, I was actually feeling pretty good about the combat by the end of the night. um, that's cool. But like, yeah, just some of the unforgiving nature of like the platforming and then especially given just like the era and the like the graphics. <laughs> I died once or twice because I was in like caves and I couldn't tell if it was just a particularly dark section of the cave or if it was a bottomless pit. Like it like it did it did not stand out at all. Like, oh, there's no floor here anymore. Um, ended up dying yes. so- that way.
4: Some of those oh. games were still super rough in that. Like, do, do I go to the next area? Oh, that's our five minute limit mm-hmm. for stop talking about Tenchu.
1: <laughs> no, we'll keep going. Oh, did you
4: time it? <laughs> yeah, I literally timed it. Yeah. Um, no, uh, some of those areas, like, I remember there, there's, uh, there's a secret area in one of the Crash Bandicoot games where you're running from the boulders and then you actually have to double back oh, yeah. and hop down into one of the pits and it doesn't really look like you can hop in there but you actually can yeah. and that's that was due to those old graphics so i totally get that yep i don't i don't miss that about games
2: draw and
1: distance can really fuck up your day oh yeah. my goodness
2: like and yeah. it makes sense like thematically in this one cuz it's supposed to be like nighttime you're a ninja or whatever but but the draw distance in here is so short and that on top of kind of very primitive camera controls means that you'll very often be spotted before you see the enemy, uh, mm. unless you are going super slowly um, because it's, it's this is, this is a thing that used to be way more of an issue, issue, but render distance is like from the camera, but everything else is calculated from your character. So if the camera's behind you, that means the enemy will be in distance of your character model before they are of you. Um, and so you, if you do like the zoom in on the camera, it'll move it right over your shoulder and you can make sure that those situations don't come up. But like that slows the game way down to do that. Um, Absolutely. Over and over again,
4: watching, and, watching you play this game. Cause I, I sat in most of your stream made me realize two things that I actually really appreciate about modern day gaming one that tutorials exist, funnily enough, even though I was just complaining about <laughs> one in a previous game. I'm I'm just so thankful because I remember the old games. Granted, like I sound I sound a little bit uh not curmudgeony, but a little bit simplistic in saying this. But the the manuals were cool. I, there there's something nostalgic and fun about flipping open a video game manual and looking through the art. It's like a mini art book, a, a mini mm-hmm. story aspect, a little mini behind the scenes. And they were fun, but at the same time, I remember how much, as a kid, how much of a drag it was to be sitting far enough away from the TV, booting up this game, and being like, oh, fuck, I gotta read how to play this fucking game? So to lug my lazy ass up out of a chair, walk over to the TV stand, grab the the case, bring it back, flip open the manual to the right page, <laughs> and just sit there and try and figure out what it is I'm trying to do in a game. Um And then go put all that stuff back. Tutorials Mm -hmm. basically are an immersive way of doing that. And I'm so thankful for those in this day and age. And the other thing would be, like you guys are talking about, the draw distance. Um, That's something I think that I don't really think about that often in games because they've done such a better job of it in general in modern day gaming because the tech is there. But, uh, yeah, as a child growing up on that PS1 era where that was something that they were still trying to figure out, um, it's something I don't really think about anymore. And I'm so thankful that gaming has come far enough that they generally have that down pretty well now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, oddly enough, like, I was was about done with it just because of the frustrating nature of the levels, but... Like, I'm almost enjoying it in almost like a Dark Souls manner as, as far as, like, learning a level and having to figure out how to do a run perfectly. Um, like, the the difference here is that uh, I was talking about, like, the, some of the sim aspects that they had to it. Uh, enemy and item placements seem to be randomized. I'm not sure if it's completely random. It, it's probably some sort of a seed system that they've got going on there. There's got to be
1: some sort of table. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure
2: it, there's definitely not enough memory for it to be completely random. Yes, it can't be completely random. But but what that basically means is you can't memorize a path through a level and just run it like you you still have to be paying attention on your way through like you can you can learn the level itself. And but, that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, but you still have to be ready for an NAB to be anywhere, which is really cool in a game that. I didn't think at the time was like a soul's like, but the idea of not having enemies be exactly where you expect them to be is is a pretty cool aspect to something like that um that I actually really enjoyed um and kind of like i said i was I was getting better at the combat near the end of the stream, and I was fine with that. It was just like when you die near the end of a level to like some stupid fall or something. There's, there's a bunch of wonky stuff with like, you've got a grappling hook, but if at any point you like Nick anything along the way, it'll break and you'll just, you'll fall. Um, which is kind of annoying when it happens anywhere else. And kind of means you're starting the level over if it's over one of those bottomless pits. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's
4: kind of funny that, you know, that those kind of elements are quote unquote Dark Souls esque style games or mechanics now because I feel like games during that era a lot of games had those weird elements and those weird aspects and those weird mechanics. Like it they wasn't were commonplace, yeah. It was wasn't a specific yeah. genre that had it. It was because of the what the technology was during that time and what the the developers yep. were able to get out of the game and also that was just kind of some of the tropes that were in the games in gaming worlds and in games during that time so it's funny to hear people yeah. now be like oh that's very souls-esque and it's like no that's just what gaming yeah. was it's, like it's, one it's or weird. two generations like, ago
2: yeah like you used to always start levels over but like i think the combination between starting it over and then the game being very slow paced because you're you have to sneak around like you're you're a ninja if you get overwhelmed you are not gonna you you're not equipped to take on you not fight more than one person very well at all um yeah and it was so, so
4: commonplace during that era Mm-hmm.
2: yeah it, so it's like like it's it, it was more common just in games in general but because you have to yep. slowly go through it it really makes it feel an awful lot like that same sort of experience of of slowly yeah. figuring yeah, out I've, a level
4: Absolutely. I you know it kind of reminds me this discussion reminds me of a an old PS1 game called Nightmare Creatures. I don't know if you ever played it. It was kind of a more mm-hmm. a um I don't want to quite say Lovecraftian, I don't think it was quite there, but it was more of like it had werewolves and vampires and it had um these weird other creatures. So it was slightly Lovecraftian in some ways. It was kind of it was kind of a uh alternative to resident evil or silent hill and a lot of the issues that Tenshu had that you had with Tenshu, it's very similar to that game and just like draw distance wasn't great you had to sneak around things were randomized so it like it definitely like the issues you had a lot of those were just a product of that era of gaming so i yeah i totally Mm -hmm. get it though it just at the end of the day it makes i'm sure it made you and it made me appreciate how far gaming has come and how, like, at the time we accepted those things because that was just what gaming was, but we've come so far now that we don't have to accept that those issues in gaming anymore, yeah. thankfully, because it's evolved in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
2: I do remember,
0: Josh, you had a fondness for that uh, other ninja game we used to talk about uh, as kids, the IDOS one. Remember that?
2: I played it on the demo disc a lot because it was just Oh, was it a of...
0: demo memory? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I don't think it was actually a good game. It was like an isometric ninja game and I remember fighting crabs. And Yeah. Like that was about all. Like I really no. like finding hidden stuff and fighting crabs. It would be uh, fun to
0: see what that game was actually like because they made that during the the tomb raider heyday, but it was like one of their side things like let's make this weird ninja game. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Cool um so this is a weird one because crucible kind of came out of nowhere i'm pretty locked in the industry and i had not i this this game was not on my radar as much as it should have been i know the the big joke is it's an amazon game which is it's not just a joke it's real right it's an amazon um game which is odd um it's free to play it's yeah it's free to play Okay, and it's basically their attempt at jumping into like the Overwatch scene, kind of a thing. Uh, it's more of a MOBA.
2: Yeah, it's it's basically just a first person MOBA. Well, not first person. It's, it's like over the shoulder. It's third person sure. over the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's more like a MOBA, and it's third person. Um, but that's kind of the market, I guess, that they want. What's mm-hmm. a, what's a easy comparison, not to cheapen it, but like Paragon. The top, like, Paragon. Okay. Okay. Alright, so uh oof, it's taking a beating on Steam right now, uh, in the reviews, but um that doesn't mean you guys won't love it or hate it.
1: I think it could grow on us. Uh but yeah, I mean Josh and I played a little bit of this on stream the other night. Um fun note out the gate, right as we launched it, it broke both of our
0: computers. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, this has been a good week for people's computers and consoles
2: breaking, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it, I think it had to do with I was talking to Rich about this, I think it had to do with the Anti-cheat stuff. Yeah, the anti-cheat stuff, because, oh. like, it was the first load that just, it like, it didn't know what to do with your machine. It was probably trying to upload a bunch of system stats to make sure you weren't doing other stuff, but, like, it just broke it. And once um, it's running, it's running fine. Yeah. Well, that and, like, subsequent times I've launched it, it seems to work just fine. It was just, like, that first load. It was probably trying to do too much all at once and just
3: shit the yeah. bed.
1: Um I was yeah, go ahead, sorry. But yeah, no, we we played a little bit of this. We got to mess around with uh one of the characters, a, a few of the characters rather. I know one of the weird sentiments out the game for me and I know Josh kind of shares the same sentiment. The strangest thing to me was there's almost nowhere in the game itself right now to really learn how the
0: characters work. Like in the menu so like, like a training area or something.
1: Well, like that? Not, not even a training area. Just I don't feel like any of the abilities are really explained well in the menus. Yeah. And we were told, like, oh, well, on their YouTube channel, there's in-depth videos on each of the characters. I'm like, that's great, but where is it in the video
2: game? Yeah, like, there's, there are keywords that you have that mean nothing. like Unless you already know what they are. Yeah. Like, mm. for example, one of the characters I started playing with plants, flowers, and then yeah. you have to water them to make them grow to do something activate them Josh because you activate them that's all it ever says you activate them that's all it says anywhere in game and like i figured it out by playing it but like nowhere does it say what the hell that even means like and once you do know I it want to activate them the is, character's is, interesting is that a good thing? but um yeah there's an awful lot like that where it's just like they they don't tell you what anything does um the characters like the characters but like especially like a lot of the objects in game like uh we were figuring out like there are these plants around the world that you can shoot that have various various effects based on what color they are and stuff none of that's explained um yeah there's just random random stuff that normally i'm all for learning in a game like that sort of exploration just kind of trial and error Sort of thing, but it's a competitive game, and we were
1: getting steamrolled
2: because you, we you were kind of. You need to know what stuff does in a competitive game. Yeah, 100%. yeah, like that.
0: That seems odd, right? Like, and maybe I mean they don't have a good history of, you know. Hmm. These are the things that studios you would think learn over time, right? So this being kind of a new foray for them, although I guess I'd have to really dig in directly into the team and like who's involved and what their experience is to to make that sort of statement. But you could surmise that, you know, these are the things that you learn when you make more products of a similar fashion or you create games for a while. And this is kind of a new thing for them, right? So, yeah. Yeah, um, be part of it. but I mean
1: there's promise in there I think most of the character designs are pretty interesting and they all have like a lot of character to them despite the character Josh was talking about Bug I think th- she's a little robot and her voice is so generic it irks me but <laughs> yeah. um one of the characters I liked a lot was uh, this sort of like alien big rig trucker named Earl who has a big gatling gun and he's just constantly talking about his kids like to his teammates are like you want to see some pictures of
0: my kids <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just like all the truckers i knew when i worked in a warehouse and the first thing they do when they got off the truck at four in the morning
2: hey look at my kids
0: a great man um say earl's great i really like the shark character you guys showed me car uh, like
1: yeah he's interesting i i played a lot of earl and i played a lot of that character um playing the shark character i got myself fucked up a lot because he's a close range melee character and Mm. as we were all still learning i was kind of the main dps in those rounds and i would get pulled into a mob of an entire other team maybe kill one or two of them and have the rest of them clean me up so we still have a lot of learning to do
0: what Mm -hmm. is the one thing that always like kind of scares me with mobas is like length and duration of matches like what are we looking at here
1: uh what were we looking at probably like half hour
2: and it was on the shorter end of MOBAs. It was not as fast as something like, here's the storm, which is unfortunate because...
5: That's a sweet MOBAs spot for me. We need
2: to speed up to that pace. Like, I can't be asked to sit around for an hour-long match. Like, you guys keep on what, insisting we want to do. No one wants to do that.
1: What seems faster, but, and we played less of this, uh, Zizzo ended up joining us at a certain point, and we played the, the four-man squads with one random person. The when Josh and I started we were playing the two man mode, um which I think has the most promise cuz it's the most different and interesting, I think.
5: Mm-hmm. As,
1: essentially you play as teams of two and uh you know you're fighting, you know, monster mobs that spawn on the map, but you're also fighting other teams. And rounds kind of continue, but the more interesting part is there's no respawning in that mode. Um so if like say I get I get killed and Josh is still playing, if Josh comes across another solo player, he can choose to make a temporary alliance with him um, and then they become a team until the final round,
0: uh, uh, which I think huh. is that's an interesting mechanic. Is that like the well, that's going to ask you like what the big hook was, because like, for example, when I played Warzone, I was like, OK, the hook to this is mostly the um, what's that thing called? The it gulag. You, well, the I don't gulag, know.
1: I don't know if yeah. I'd say that's the hook. It's the new thing. Like the well, gulags I mean, the whole reason means... I'm playing the game.
0: No, but I mean, like, if you were to, you, other than that, you would just say it's a Call of Duty Battle Royale game. I mean, like, the hook that makes you like, if you want to stand out as somebody, like, hey, we made a Call of Duty Battle Royale game, and I, maybe, I,
1: get, like, I get what you're saying. I just think hook is probably the wrong, wrong phrasing for that. I, like, it, it's the it's the thing it's doing differently. I, I mean, even the four man, even the the four player matches are a little different. Like, it doesn't play like a normal MOBA. Um, it's objective based, like a MOBA, but it's two distinct teams of four sort of just approaching
2: it, only the objectives is essentially yeah. it what comes down to instead of having a permanent, this is what you do to win the game sort of other thing going on. And then um, it's like there are set areas where you're going to have a team fight and uh, it's a matter like, of leveling and with, prepping for that mm-hmm. team fight to see like who's going
1: to capture that objective and come out on top.
0: Yeah. Do you guys know, whether it's just from, like, uh, hearsay or articles or or just the Steam feed, like, how this game is doing player count-wise, activity-wise? We didn't have a Uh, lot of problem getting matches.
2: Yeah, the matchmaking seemed to go fast enough. It's hard to say because it was the first day of it. So, I mean, drop-off is going to be the biggest thing there. Whether It's still going to be easy to get matches, you know, in a week, in a month. but it seemed to work really well. Um, at least from, you know, everything we played. Valorant's going to be of...
1: down for four days soon, so here's their chance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Valorant's cornering one of those sneaky popular games right now. Although, there hasn't been, at least yet this year, there hasn't been like that, um, like last year it was Apex, obviously the year before it was PUBG and... uh the year was PUBG and then the year was Fortnite the year before PUBG or is it they the same year I'm trying to remember
1: Fortnite was the year before PUBG but it was a totally
0: different game then okay yeah so it morphed technically at the beginning of that year cuz those games kind of blur together Fortnite Battle Royale is a post PUBG thing um but yeah so this year it seems like there's a lot of different products that are fighting for that next sort of big hit in that space um and Valorant I've heard a lot of good things about Valorant but it's also a little trickier because it's only it's only steam, right? So is crucible. Yeah. Um and I don't know, I guess I'm just saying from the outside I haven't seen the ripple effect that I saw with some of those other games. Yeah. Um I'm, but does
2: yeah, I still haven't had a chance to play Valorant, but everything um, I've seen of it looks super slow. Like basically I mean, like they've done a lot of stuff to speed up the you know, tactical shooter, but it's still a tactical shooter, so it's going to be played extremely slow. Just because. Well,
1: it's uh, it's entering full launch. I think June second. I'm just mm-hmm. going to wait for that at this point. Um, that seems smart for the MMR yeah. and everything to reset, and then I will totally give Valorant a shot.
0: Yeah, and that's that's probably just going to be it's Valve, right? So it's just going to be PC anyway. It's Riot. More. It's Riot. Yeah. Oh, it's Riot. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it was Valve for some reason. Weird. Well, that's cool. I think Val the art style in Valorant looks kind of interesting was different than I expected. Um Well, you thought it was Valve, so that's why. Well, it's like kind of like a futuristic kind of like unless I'm thinking of a different thing, isn't it? Like kind of futuristic cyberpunkish kind of a thing, like aesthetic, like neonish colors and um a lot of the characters are pretty varied. I uh, I don't Let's know. See. It's more like I'd... the art direction. Hold on, I'm pulling up Valorant right
2: now. I'm <laughs> just curious what yeah, I guess I don't
0: really... I'm trying to find a good way to describe uh, Valorant.
2: I don't know. I think Pearl. I'd kinda of pick it as pretty half-life mod
0: that's fair yeah i see what you're saying i was just looking at the art as opposed to the the actual in-game art i was looking at like the promotional art which has like that which actually looks really really nice but you're right if it's the actual gameplay looks more like what you're saying josh which is basically what it is right yeah i mean it's (laughs) yeah yeah, it's 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 counter-strike
1: again yeah but it's Um, counter-strike dressed as overwatch yeah
0: yes yes which for some people I know is a dream come true. Like talking to um, Jeffrey that you were just mentioning. Yeah, that he's in love with it. So
2: yeah.
1: And we did. Sure. Uh, he 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 managed to play a few rounds of. Uh, I I definitely said this already, but he played a few rounds of Crucible with us uh, on stream the other night, which was fun.
0: Cool. So you guys are where are you going now with this game? Intrigued? Okay. Uh, like, where,
1: I'm gonna. Where,
2: where?
0: I mean,
1: I'm intrigued at least. I need to learn the characters a little bit more, but if if Josh is in for it, I'll definitely will find time to play more of it.
2: Yeah, I'd like to play some more of it. It's been it's been fun. It's a it's a Seems like seems like it's going to be a good game to like pick up and play with friends. Totally. Um, I think um, the big
1: biggest thing is us both finding characters we um feel comfortable with, especially mm-hmm. two that we feel comfortable using in conjunction in that duo mode.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it the I do like that it has multiple team size modes. Um, yeah, just like right off the bat, which made it really easy. Just to hop in, like, oh, you've got one other friend, hop in here, do this thing. Which um, is,
1: yeah, exactly. We started and we were like, oh, great, there's a duo mode. This way, we can not be like ch- choking and having fucking up some other people. <laughs> hmm.
0: Cool. All right, Crucible. Um. And again, as we segue here to closing the show, the last 10 minutes or so with these polls, and these are some epic polls, uh, I want to thank all of our patrons that support us. And again, patreon.com um, is where you can go to support Soar Chomp, be a chomper, be a VIP. Uh, just $5 and you get access to a top secret Instagram page, uh, Discord channel, and you get to support you know a bunch of us busting our ass to make a lot of fun content for you. So thank you to all our patrons and uh, you should check it out. Very much worth your time. Um, okay. So this is a fun one right off the bat guys. We didn't get to talk about this, so I had to do a poll so we could not forget it. I asked our community how they felt about that PS five demo. And, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, which I'm assuming you have, but they just keep talking about triangles, 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 um, billions of triangles. Um, and I'm sure Josh understands the technical reason for that stuff. For me, I just hear triangles and, uh, Make a poll out of it. 70% of our audience said, oh, my God, the triangles. 30% of our audience said it was okay. And, again, we run polls every Tuesday on the Sword Chomp Instagram. You vote. We talk about them. So what did you guys feel? Like, how would you guys feel
4: about that thing? How would you feel about the triangles? It was impressive. (laughs) It was super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I... I was mesmerized by it. I understand it's a tech demo first and foremost, so I take it with a grain of salt, but man, that that opening sequence when you're in the cave and everything is happening in there, like my eyes could not fucking handle what was going on because like there's so much happening. So, yeah, it was it was it was impressive to see and uh it, like I'm kind of it was impressive to see but also at the same time, to me, it's it, it made me kind of sad in some ways, because I was like, we're pushing gaming so far to this point of realism that I feel like that's kind of, for me, not as exciting in, in a lot of ways, because there are a lot yeah. of games that have released it, and it's like, oh, cool, they're realistic, that's not what I want, like... And I, I, this is where I am going to sound curmudgeon-y. I said I was, I wasn't going to earlier in the show, but I am going to sound here, here. Is that that's why I like the era of gaming that we grew up in? As they were trying to push towards realism, they also realized, okay, well, now that we have access to do all these things in gaming, we can do whatever the fuck we've ever wanted to do, and they create this these fantastical ridiculous ideas and then you get really quirky games as a result and mm-hmm. i feel like as this push to towards realism is being furthered and furthered mm-hmm. that it's going to create like a more divergence of people not wanting to be creative with it and just pushing towards the most realistic approach that they can get which i understand that that that's not the case for every studio and there's still tons of studios out there being creative um, I totally get that. I just, yeah, I'm being a little bit curmudgeony and worrying about things. I guess I don't really need to worry about, but I still worry
2: about it. Yeah, I, I do think that was about the least impressive thing they could have possibly shown us about what next gen gaming is going to look like. like. Cause it's oh, not going to look like that. Here's a bunch of Brown. You, you, you guys like, you guys like dirt. Um, like, okay, that's nice guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I love dirt. The The interesting thing about it is actually has, like, the demo was whatever. Like, the, the nothing was interesting about that. The, the tech side of it was cool because, A, because it was on the PS5, it streamed in those textures very quickly. Uh, the important part about it actually has fuck all to do with the PS5. It has to do with the new Unreal Engine, which is, from everything I've been seeing, allowing you to just build the game with the high res textures and it will automatically do the texture swapping for you. And it's handling the optimization in engine instead of having to be something you mess around with a lot, which is Mm -hmm. the really cool thing about it because it means it's way more accessible for smaller, smaller, smaller developers to be able to, you know, just go out and scan these high definition textures and have, um, have have way better textures without having to worry about it just killing their performance um, because the engine is doing a whole lot more to make that just work. Um, that was the biggest that, thing I wrote down. Yeah, that that I think is the coolest yeah. thing about it because think about games like
0: Man Eater, Josh, that like mm-hmm. are going to look amazing. Even even low budget games will look amazing potentially.
2: Potentially, if if yeah. if the tech works the way they're saying it does, if the automatic. Uh, figuring out how to stream in those textures mm-hmm. works as seamlessly as they're saying. That's awesome because that makes yeah. development the, easier for everyone. And that the naughty that dogs the of the world will
0: still—they'll take that and shatter our minds. But it's nice to know that even the smaller companies can—you can pick up their game and be like, "Damn, mm-hmm. this looks nice. You know, looking fine funny. as hell. You're looking fine." I would say that. Um, I would say this to people like Shay, and I think that's a fair point. I also thought there was a lot of brown for an opening demo, although, and the water ironically was one of the least impressive things in that whole thing, um, which is what I was most curious about. But like, like you were saying, Shay, like uh, the Naughty Dogs of the world and the and the rock stars and stuff will push that in an interesting way for realism. But there's so many people out there that are going to do different art directions, and that will allow them to get so granular with the detail that, like, when you're playing Cyberpunk or something, where it's like. Based in realism, but also science fiction or fantasy. I think those things could potentially be uh, amazing. But, but yeah, I'm with you guys. It's just cool to see the tech in action as opposed to like
1: now. It's how people then. use
0: it. What matters
1: yeah. more so. Yeah.
2: Um, the other cool thing announced with that is I was saying it's it's going to be easier for smaller studios. The other part of that is they are opening up their licensing, uh, options with that and making it a whole lot easier. For smaller studios to use Unreal. Uh I, I'm assuming trying to push back against Unity at this point, because Unity has mm, basically okay. stomped them into the ground in the indie scene because nobody wants to put up with how you licensed Unreal. Um, Which is a
1: shame because Unreal is a better engine.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so it looks like this is kind of their push to make it a whole lot more user friendly of an experience. A A from the development side, B from just the licensing side. Um, And so, so yeah, I, I, I think, I think that was just from, that was what stood out to me the most is just kind of seeing the direction they're taking the unreal engine moving forward. So
0: unreal five on PS five will create about 20 million triangles per frame, which ends up in triangles, the size of pixels. The engine's spatial audio capabilities also promise calculations of the room geometry to create dynamic sound as well. Yeah, seems cool. Totally. Hey, it's nice to have something because we don't have anything for these fucking systems yet. We don't even know what they look like. We just want something at this point. And this I know would... exactly what the Xbox looks like. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> look, looks like the rest of them. It looks like a box. It looks like dog shit. Uh, yes, we do know what the
2: Xbox looks like. I'm sorry. Um, Looks like a large mini fridge.
0: Now, if it did look like dog shit from an architectural looks standpoint, like a board which, that would be fascinating. You know, mm-hmm. all, the, <laughs> all the little ridges and whatnot. Um... All right, so this was a fun poll as well. Uh, me and Rich flung shit at each other to the uh, chagrin of our audience, and we ended up with a split vote. But uh, I think this will be a fun way to do this. I'm going to defend Rich's take, and then I'll see if he can defend mine. Okay?
1: I'm not going to do that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, sure, his take might have upset you, but remember this: he did not say that Joker was a bad film. He said yes, I did. he didn't enjoy. I said that. Hold I'd on. Said, I'm trying to... God damn it, Richard, I'm trying to help you out. He I don't said, want your
1: help. It's a bad movie. He, did, he said
0: he didn't enjoy it. He didn't say it was, you know, poorly created. He didn't say the performances were bad. He not, well, he just threw this all down the river now. I was just trying to defend you by saying you didn't enjoy it. It didn't give you what you wanted from Joker, but you didn't actually Well, say don't, don't it be dishonest. A <laughs> all right. This isn't going well. Uh,
1: um, Joaquin Phoenix is a treasure but you know he can only work with what he's given
0: yep. well think about how difficult it would be to win uh, an Oscar for like a Joker character after Heath Ledger like you, well really that wasn't a Joker movie doors. they just remade
1: The King of Comedy that movie exists we didn't need to see it again
0: I've never seen The King of Comedy
1: it's the same you have you've seen The Joker it's the same movie I have
0: seen Taxi Cab though I'd, um, it's the same I movie know. except nobody's taxi wearing clown so. makeup is it called Taxi Cab? Taxi. it's I Taxi agree. Um, but no, I, as someone who's known you for a while, like I, as someone who has like a cursory, um, sort of appreciation for the Joker, that's, I don't know a lot about the Joker. So the way I've always imagined like a realistic portrayal of the Joker would have been something like they did in the movie. So that's probably was why it was interesting to me. Um, Yeah. I I, I, I
1: mean, as much as I'm going to sit here and be like, yo, that's dog shit. I like 100%, like the reason I walked in the movie, I'm like, I didn't need that. That's not, that's not the portrayal of that character I want.
0: What, so what is it about the Joker? I was thinking about this a lot this week because I was, I was watching the movie again and I was just like mesmerized by it, but I'm like, what is it about the Joker that you like as a character that they didn't give you in this film? Um,
1: well, for one thing, the most interesting thing about the Joker is I don't want to know how he became the Joker. Like, uh-huh. giving the Joker an origin story defeats the entire purpose of the character.
0: Well, the, the uh, way I was thinking about it was he's that He's supposed we, to be random...
2: Vader his, yeah, he, well, his, uh, yeah, that'd be
4: insane. His backstory as well.
2: Yeah, but but like the point of the Joker is that he's just this random, chaotic, just insane madman that you know is is not just fighting against Batman. Like everything about it is completely opposite. To, you can even
1: get it to like to nolan's that. trilogy, like for what it's worth, kind of with Michael cain's line, kind of absorbs what the character is in one line with some people just want to watch the world burn, like his character's not supposed to be this well, targeted
2: yeah, and then like, finding out the reason he wants to like oh, he has political reasons why he's doing no, no, he doesn't, that doesn't make any fucking sense like eh.
0: well, it's sort of it's sort of like a. My understanding was is more because it's not connected to those particular films and they and they have like a lot of different variations of the Joker. Well, I'm not even talking but, about the films. I'm just um, talking about the
1: Joker through comic book history, I, through how he's
0: been represented in the well, past. I just think it's interesting. I mean, I was just picking your brain because yeah, uh, yeah, I, know. I know we both like Batman Begins and we think it's fascinating because we get to see that the origin of Bruce Wayne is. So I think for that's me, that's
1: different, though, like we've always known the origin of Bruce Wayne and there are different ways to explore it. We're not supposed to know the origin of the Joker. That's a big part of his character. Is he is just this madman? He, it, we're not supposed to get an answer to that question. When you
0: say we're not supposed to know you, is that, just because it's never been explained in any of the comics it's, or anything, and
1: they they are starting to explain some things, but the the idea of it, like answering that question, pulls back the veil on a character. You're not supposed to pull the veil back on. You're not supposed to get an answer to that question. There shouldn't I be. One. I don't
4: agree with that. At all, because like then there would have been no reason to remake Final Fantasy Seven and add more context to those characters. Granted, it's a, it's a little bit of a different I comparison. Don't think but you understand what "boom" I, means? I, I,
3: <laughs>
4: are you are yeah, you a ghost? <laughs> but um, I just I feel like if this if you didn't want context to the origins of the Joker, then this movie's not for you. And that's simple. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's Rich, what I'm and, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that's fine. I think that's fine if you don't want Joker's origin story. That's perfectly okay. I think that for me, it was interesting as someone who's kind of not heavily into comic books or into um, comic book movies. Like, it didn't, like, don't, I've never really gotten into that. And to see this um, iteration of the Joker was interesting for me. And I think that it was less so interesting that we see the character devolve into what he becomes or evolve however you want to look at it but a lot of the it social yeah well mean you know, there uh, incel movement josh remember i'm trying to No no it is address. like
2: that's why i don't need to see this i survived society
4: made him that way
2: josh oh you
0: haven't seen it yet josh okay no that's fair no, no, that's I, what and I'm you saying.
2: don't have to see it it's, it's i survived I gamergate there's sorry. no reason to to, I, you don't need to see <laughs> that again like we, spoiler alert we josh society internet. made him that way yeah yeah
4: i just no i think what was interesting is a lot of the um social commentary that was there and one of the biggest things for me was the way that uh not to get too deep into this obviously because this this could be a whole other conversation in itself is the way that mental um, health is dealt with or taken care of in different countries in the world. in uh, and, and yeah. obviously it's mainly centered around the U S uh, yeah. I agree. Josh, it, the social commentary is very similar to fight club as it is in this movie. I would agree yeah.
2: with that. Um, yeah. And and both of them kind of don't quite get across that the main character is the bad guy. Well enough.
3: Well, yeah. I, I think,
4: I, I, I think what, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit here and analyze the plot of the Joker. Um, Basically, yeah, I think that the social commentary there, especially about the medical system in the U.S. and the mental health awareness and how it is uh, being treated in the U.S. was a very compelling uh, conversation to have when it released, and it's still very prevalent right now. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me from that movie, less so about the origins of the Joker. I felt like, if anything... Um, the Joker was kind of a vessel for that conversation.
0: Well, no, I agree with Shay a hundred percent, and that's the thing. There's already the way I look at it is, Rich, you've already had there's already been so many interpretations of the Joker. It was nice to get sort of this interpretation a, a boring from one. Me. Um, I well, I don't <laughs> look, man. If if you did watch the movie and didn't enjoy it, I understand that. I I don't know how you'd watch that movie and be bored. Um, but. To each their own, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, but I do. A lot of people did message me that they were not going to watch the film because of the whole incel thing. So I forgot that that took off a life of its own. Oh yeah, I've, I well, think it one hundred percent like perpetuates a bad message. But that's not. <laughs> I totally forgot at the time that that was a whole a whole thing. So yeah, and yes, the the some of those hardcore Joker fans are. Uh, you know, not great representations of human beings. But, you, I mean, you could say that about Rick and Morty fans. You could say that about so many fan bases that are just not unlikable. And I don't think that's fair to judge the art based off of the hardcore fan base. I mean...
2: It's not the fan base, it's what the movie's saying. Yeah, I... What is the movie saying? The movie does not paint
4: the Joker to be a villain. It doesn't. Like... That you spend this you, granted like here here's the thing you you spend the whole movie l- seeing all of this bad shit happen to this this person this human being and it's fucking sad like i i remember sitting in the theaters like oh god is there another bad thing going to happen oh god is there another bad thing going to happen but
3: excuse me for a second <coughs> um what the movie i think kind of does wrong.
4: Um not to say that it is a bad movie. I'm just saying you know to be objective about it is that because all these bad things happen to this person, it's kind of justified that he becomes who he is. And there there's not enough commentary in the movie to say, you know, like this character, even though it turned out this way, is not the right way. This should have been handled. Like there was not enough commentary yeah. on that. If you look at something, there's like not I, enough there. This is this is going to be a very weird comparison. But if you look at Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and you look at the Shriek character, um, Shriek has this horrible, horrible backstory, and um, and this this is a slight spoiler, so I apologize. When you get to the end of the game, there uh. Shriek's story doesn't end well, period, and that's the most I will say about it. And but it, the way they handle that in the game is like that character, even though it had such a horrible um, origin story, does not justify the behavior of this character throughout the game. And it's still when you
2: look at treated as their choice,
4: right, right, exactly. And in this deciding game,
2: to do these bad things,
4: yeah, yeah. And sorry, in but- this movie. It just it feel, it felt like all these things are mounting and piling up and he had no choice and um you know like it's completely understandable that the Joker ended up the way he is and it's like well then you're kind of in a way you, you know enabling that behavior, you know, by pushing forward this this idea. Um it, but then nothing's done to paint him as a villain in
1: the end, which is that's I think what, what I'm you're saying. saying. That's okay, why I'm yeah. saying it enables yeah. at the end of the day.
0: Interesting. See I was yeah I didn't I didn't get that but I see where you're coming from I, I guess yeah, whenever like, I, I watch it I yeah
2: I don't know I got the impression they're like oh he's the Joker everyone will know he's the bad guy so we don't need to explain that he's the bad guy um, which isn't the case like if you came out with a movie you know about Charles Manson or like it, some other mass murderer some other horrible person that everyone's supposed to know is a horrible person but it didn't paint them to be a horrible person. Like, like the movie sort of wonder, Hey, why does it seem to make this guy? What's the message? Like a completely yeah. reasonable person.
1: Um. It, but it does paint him to be. It doesn't a though. It sort person. of ends with him doing a victory lap.
0: <laughs> but, but here's the thing I think people miss about this. Like, that when you're dealing with mental illness in particular like a lot of it from what i was seeing was like in his mind especially when he's on the the car at the end all those people riding and stuff and he's like smearing the blood into the smile on his face and i was like oh my god that's crazy and then like in his mind he's sort of having this vindicated moment of triumph but nobody else in the world believes that he's a killer but that's still what he we're shown a person but, but we're not again, shown that but the audience is intelligent enough to understand that. I don't like, think no, they, are. they are. I don't not. think they are.
4: No, they are not.
0: Don't uh, well, know. I'm. Talk- I'm, oh, I'm talking to you guys. Like you guys understand. And we're talking that. about well, a I bunch kind of, of,
4: of incels. <laughs>
2: yeah, but See, we're talking uh, about not liking it. No. Uh, I mean, other than Shay. But like, but point you haven't being, seen it yet, Josh. No, point being, Joker fans are insane enough to think that Jared Leto wasn't horrible at being the Joker. Like this, this is this is this is the sort of person we've got to talk to here. Like, Look, you, you can't not make it painfully <laughs> obvious that Joker's the bad so, guy and assume anyone to pick people. up on it on their own.
1: No, I agree with him. I agree with him 100%. Well,
0: I mean, I, yeah. I Just for me, I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, I don't see how you can leave this movie not feeling like... I, they're not. I don't think it's about like bad or good. It's just about telling the story. And obviously, anyone that murders people is bad. And if someone leaves, the, I'm not trying to have a conversation with an idiot incel or a one percenter. I'm having well, that's a conversation who we're talking about. No, I'm talking about you guys. I'm talking like when you watch that movie, Rich, you're not feeling that. Yeah, way no, but
1: we're you... we're we're trying to explain to you why it's problematic. And it's problematic because the way a large swath of people like that will interpret it.
4: You right, it's, it ha- so like you things. absolutely have to consider that audience when you talk about this movie, because there were a lot of people on social media taking that away from the movie. And granted, it's anecdotal evidence, so take it with a grain of salt. But when I was scouring social media when that movie had first dropped in theaters, there was a lot of that kind of response out there. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame anyone or anything like that, but it, 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 to me, it was concerning some of the, the response from that movie. And I was like, is this the takeaway from this? Um, and it kind of concerned me to want to see that. So granted, I think, I think it's a little, (sighs) sorry, Josh. I think it's a little harsh for Josh to judge this movie without so harshly without ever having seen it. But, I also get it seeing the response from the the people who were vocal and and who would be quote unquote considered in that incel category and they were very vocal and the amount of people I don't think it's fair to say it was a minority because I don't know neither does any one of us that we can't quantify that but it was a concerning take and it was more than a few people that had that take and if yeah. that and movie I, is at I, all them perpetuating that idea, which mean it's, in some ways yeah. it could be interpreted as that, that's an issue. And um, I just wish... Someone like,
2: misinterpreting it doesn't yeah. mean that Go that's ahead. the case, though, because they live is like a favorite among neo-Nazis because they think it's talking about the Jews, you know, being these aliens controlling us. That's not anywhere in the text. It's just insane people reading that into You it. can
1: misinterpret anything in dangerous ways.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but e- even fight it's like it's even not fight you don't have to go out of your way to do it here. But yeah. was and that's drastically cuz I always thought that the Joker was always painted as like a horrible person and a murder and stuff, so it was like int-
4: I I don't know. He, he, it's interesting. He is.
1: He's just not really painted that way in this in, in We're talking in about this, this no, movie. Yeah.
4: It's it it goes from it goes from him being just this this chaotic character in the other, like, in the, I don't know, it's not mythology, but in comic book lore of this character, to him, you know, being this uh, this slighted Caucasian man. And granted, he goes through some really shitty things, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm just gonna go to the fucking heart of the matter. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go through it, we're going to deal with it. If, if it was a person of color or if it was a minority person, this story would be completely different. And that's the major issue here is that at the end of the movie, you see a bunch of white males who have been slighted and who you know, have had a rough time and it's like, motherfucker, we've all had a rough time. And that's why it, was an issue and that's why it catered to the incel movement now maybe people are gonna disagree or be angry at me for saying that and that's fine that's fine we don't have to agree on that but to me that was that kind of felt like that was one of the takeaways and i look i used to love fight club when i was in my formative years i still have a soft spot and then you read fight club too did not um and i i still have a soft spot for that movie i think that it is still a good movie but i think a lot of the takeaway from that movie was incorrect i don't think that what when chuck palanick initially wrote that movie it was to be like well we as white men need to be stronger and we need to be more more um manly man and we need to make sure we don't take shit from no one but how many people took that away from that movie that was not what the movie was about at all the takeaway was literally the
2: opposite of that it was it was look at this insane person who has convinced himself he's a victim for so much that he literally makes himself into a victim becomes a terrorist and blows up a bunch of like it's it's obvious how insane he is in the book but in the movie Like you said, the takeaway... Think about how many fight clubs started after that movie came out because people got literally the opposite message from the movie.
1: As I sat there going,
0: did you guys, like, not finish this or something? Like,
1: (laughs) You watched the first half and you were like, this
0: seems awesome. I I guess what you're saying when you describe the end of joker which i agree with you i that's why i thought it was so scary i was like oh a bunch of white dudes in the street feeling like they're slighted revolting like that's a terrifying concept <laughs> in our world uh, so I, like i was imagining like just how scary that would be like i didn't feel like it was like trying to like inspire those people i just thought it was like a scary sort of reality
4: no no that's the point that's the point morgan I, I i think that's i think we're kind of in agreement there to was the point it would be. of the movie but In effect, because they didn't come out like Rich is saying, they didn't come out and say, or at least include one or two scenes like saying, like, this is not what should be happening here. And they just kind of left it, quote unquote, open for interpretation. A lot of people took it as exactly what you're describing. And what I've described is that white people are being slighted and they need to, you know, take their autonomy back and they need to reinforce their manliness and... Uh,
3: man, it just was like perspective the, the,
2: is such yeah. a big part of it because, it,
3: like, it we are so ingrained in our storytelling,
2: just history, that we will give enormous benefit of the doubt to whoever the main character is. Um, And because of that, we end up seeing basically Joker's perspective through all of this, which, which is that us he was wrong the way so his he would interpret it. Yeah, it um, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort to get that trust to be broken to finally get people not not just to break it, but to make it obvious that the point is that you can't trust the way this person is seeing something. Um, and well, like I said, like power, that, that yeah. doesn't really happen in Fight Club the way they thought it did. And so the movie ends up having kind of the opposite message of the book. Yeah. Like you um, said, the
1: book is good at conveying that with Fight Club as a specific example. The the movie never really manages to do that.
4: No. They're, they're, um, yeah. they're, they're, the last few chapter or two in that book, I believe it's the last chapter, does such a better job of making that clear that it wasn't about the fighting. It wasn't about um, being more manly. It wasn't about any of that. It was about the the control society has on people and how they they don't need to take autonomy over themselves for being uh, you know a tough uh, man. It it was more about like not letting materialism um, and capitalism take over the world and let it dominate you as a human being. And that's why the the terrorism occurs in that in that book, and they did not do a great job of that in the movie, and they washed it over with a with a beautiful pixie song, which I love that song, but yeah, just completely yeah, know it's great, but like washed you get over. to the
2: end, you're like, it happens, and you're like, you feel hopeful during all of this, and but not you should for, not, yeah, I'm like, no, the bad right, guys yeah, right. just and won, think, this is, yeah. I'm, and
4: like I think with with the Joker, and we can kind of sum it up there, um, is that like you spend a good l- most of the movie watching this these horrible, horrible things happen to this man. Absolutely horrible. Um anyway you look at it and his mental health deteriorates as a result. It was already in the shitter, but it just deteriorates more and more and more. And then it gets to the point where um You know, in his mind, he was having this relationship with this woman that, in effect, actually wasn't interested in him or didn't really notice him at all. And then he felt slighted as a result by that. And then he goes to take care of it himself. And then he goes to you know, that, that TV show. And then he decides to, you know, take autonomy, uh, over himself and, you know, take his life back, which in theory is a great message. <laughs> it just like, obviously the implementation of that is not what was, what, um, obviously yeah. something you should look up to, obviously, because he just completely yeah. devolves. And then at the end of it, you're left with, Like in some way of like, oh, that's why the, like, I think that's what the ending was supposed to be like. Oh, that's why the Joker becomes the Joker. And it's like, no, you just spent this whole movie on the social commentary about mental health. And then it's going to devolve into, oh, that's why the Joker is the way he is. End of movie. And it, it's not, it's not poignant at that point. It basically just shits on what you just built up for an hour and a half plus into, oh, well, Squibbity flabbity doo He's a dick, and he's going to fuck up uh, the world. And Batman's going to have to come. Oh, well, and all these that's my pissed off white men are going to come with him.
1: That that last scene does like this whole like. If you want to be like, well, they're being poignant about mental health. I go, yeah. Well, you kind of toss that all win- out out the window when during the climax. of you're like, also, this kid's Batman.
3: <laughs> you're like, yeah, well, I, um, all right. What well, are you trying to do? Be a comic know,
1: but, book or tell a poignant story about mental health? Backing
2: away from this, but revenge stories are difficult that way because for them to work, it needs to make sense why someone would want revenge. But if they do that, it justifies what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think that's kind of what happens.
3: I, I just wish the ending would have handled it
4: with a little bit more, uh, Awareness of what they were doing in the first two thirds of the movie, and I thought they they got close to the mark, but they didn't quite hit it. And as a result, um, it was more fuel for the fire for um, a a my a my mi- a, a minority group, a minor group of uh a majority. I don't know how else to word that, but I I th- yeah.
0: I think for me, like, I think it's interesting when movies can make you try and, like, the first part of this movie, you're basically empathizing with a character. And then, like, at the end of it, you have to basically go, oh, man, that character that I empathized with and watched everything Spider-Control, like, now I feel disgusted by them. And I, I, like, I like movies that take me through that sort of... Um, arc of feeling you know what I mean like I don't like that's probably and that's probably why I don't connect as much with the superhero and the comic book films as, as people do because it's generally not aiming for anything powerful it's just trying to be a fun movie it's okay yeah. like, hey, let's just have a fun time and, and I, I think I, that's kind of the problem like, of this w- movie's what more, they went through here this movie's more up my my alley because it like had enough of the connection to make me go like oh that's cool how they pulled it around but it was mostly just about it was just a fucked up movie. It was this fucked up, sad movie. And people, some people come to me and like, well, if you took the Joker out of it, it's just this or that. And like, no, unless you've lived under a rock, everyone knows who the Joker is. And if you don't know who the Joker is, then even in your bunker, they probably are watching some form of old Batman TV show. You know, everyone knows who the Joker is. So I, I don't think it's fair. Um, I, tell think you that the I don't think that detracts from
1: saying the movie works
2: without it being the Joker.
3: No, no, I, I mean, that, there's, there's no way of knowing. I, I there's get no way your of point, point. Sure, there is. Go watch also, the King of Comedy.
2: But also, I, it it the point still stands that even if you know who it's supposed to be, framing them in a certain way is still framing them in that way, whether you know who they are or not. Um. Well, even on top of that,
4: man, like like Morgan that's just lazy saying, writing. Well, more like Morgan is saying here, you have this character that you spend most of the movie empathizing with, and then you get to the end and you're supposed to be disgusted, but there wasn't enough there to be in a weird way in the, in the world that this, this movie built, you're not disgusted enough. Like you are, but you aren't because at the end it like he gets a little bit of redemption at the end. And it's, Oh, he finally found his place and it's like, wait, what? Like he, he does this string of bad things. Like obviously he murders people in his apartment. He goes to that woman's house with her ch- uh, apartment with her child. You don't truly know what happens there. It's kind of left ambiguous in some, in some way, which I think was better that they did that. Cause if they went into detail. Yeah. But, um, he goes on the air and he murders that talk show host. Um, now, spoiler alert to all of the Joker, by the way. Uh, if you didn't haven't seen it yet, you're fucked. Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, you know, like, he does all these bad things, and yeah, you you feel disgusted that this man is doing this, but then he goes out in the street, and all these people are rejoicing him, and he's, it's like, he finally found his place, he finally found who he was, and it was like, man, if they had just ended the movie with him assassinating um, or murdering that talk show host and running away, that would have been perfect. That, like, that would have been the ending that that to me the ending that that movie needed because then you know right then and there like this guy like did this string of bad shit and that's the end like
0: See, and that's that's why I think this movie is so yeah. fun to talk well, about because like every yeah. like literally everything Shay said there I get but I, I like respectfully disagreed. Like everything they did in the final I even thought it was almost like dreamlike with all those people behind him, you know what I mean? Like and smearing the blood on his face, like it was just enough of the Joker without beating you over head But think about how much it. that
2: but, better that would have landed if it was him by himself. Like in his house, just smearing the blood on himself in yeah. his own little world. Think about how yep. much better that lands.
0: But after he murdered the no, the cops, there's no way he would have been able to get back to his house at that well, point. I mean, he wherever, just a
2: hotel room, a bathroom somewhere. Point it b- doesn't by matter. Himself, yeah. like a, he doesn't a have the adoration of an alley. adoring public. Um, mm. Just to show that he's out there enough that... Because like, even...
3: The Joker has lackeys... In there, but they're painted as such a large number that it's you know
2: popular support in this so it, it does it really it really justifies what he just did
0: yeah but but I mean if yep. you think about what yep. Todd Phillips think, is going for yep. here he took a he took a character that we all know seen a billion times like the joker and he turned it into this thing that we can talk about and have this conversation we could never have a conversation like this about any other comic book property really or batman it like i've never seen a comic book film and been able to agree with that well i would be curious like what what do you think is a comparable example to something we? well i don't mean in the sense
1: of like a movie i mean like in terms of actual comic books like that's just like a wide blanket statement that you're basically saying like no no other comic book character has ever been given a treatment that's worth talking about like this and that's just not true no uh, f- not yeah
0: film I I meant I meant film yeah I'm sorry uh yeah but because and I think that's a brave thing to do because most of these films are going to take like the Thor approach which is fine like I love Thor Ragnarok too it's a nice fun time but like this is something that's going to try for uh, something deeper.
2: I don't know. It and I think he's, he's kind been of that for more than a decade now. Is the thing, and it's like this is just the farthest they've decided to take it. And
5: yeah,
0: you would compare. I wouldn't know if I compare this to like.
2: Well, I think the other like DC- all the DC ones have been just like dark. let make these gritty. They're they're not just fun. You know, yeah. They're not Marvel movies, which fine we don't need more marvel movies but also yeah. marvel's doing just need, fine at that we, we don't need what they're giving us either yeah um
0: well you people like that's where you and you and rich fall more in that camp. camper you guys don't like dark and gritty you want more of a lighty and fun stuff which i i get i mean i think that's okay like well you, you can do dark and gritty
1: everyone. and it can be fine i just i don't think they found that sweet spot at the very least not for me
0: I think, and honestly, if you can like like I was saying earlier, if you can like literally win an Oscar after Heath Ledger won an Oscar, then you have to literally blow the doors off of that performance because everyone. Well, thinks no, his of performance was amazing. Think, it, like it's, it's great. I don't think anyone's it it debating well. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and that's the core of the movie. Like ninety. Per, that's like most of it. Well, but so. yeah,
2: but the, again, it's just like. <sighs>
0: Josh, you should really check it out. And then you should bash the hell out of it after you watch it. No,
2: I don't need to. Like, I've read the screenplay. I I understand where it's... Like, I I get all the beats. Everything I've seen of it, he performs amazingly in it. But it's also... It's not a story I think needed to be told. He does great
1: work with what's there, and his performance is unparalleled. Like, that's not even up for debate to me. But like, I don't know. I just don't care for the story they're trying to tell there to be quite honest with you yeah
2: it's, to it's, say it's, something it's, need, it's another one to another told, here, here I'm, I'm gonna make thing. even more enemies <laughs> there will be blood oh love daniel day lewis yeah. excellent performance yeah, the movie fucking sucks that movie wow. is a train wreck yeah, there's nothing interesting going on from start to finish but the character performance like the 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 feeling you get for this character is great like i i, I know, get everything about that, that character gosh. from the performance in it but i don't give a shit about anything happening to him it's just you drink my milk so boring it's it's funny it's funny you say that because i uh i felt this
4: like i've i wanted to like that movie when i watched it um not to make this podcast a movie podcast now oops all movies but um no like i felt the same way about that movie like i i love daniel day lewis's performance and paul dano and I really wanted to like that movie. But yeah, there. I think the scene that got to me in that movie was like when the, uh, the oil field, like that oil rig starts is on fire and like, it's just 10 minutes of him walking back and forth. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, the fuck is even going on in this movie, but uh, to bring it back to the Joker and then we can wrap it up. Um I, I think that there was a compelling story there to tell. I I I don't agree with Rich on that. Um I don't agree with Josh on that that there wasn't a compelling story there to tell. I think it was compelling. I just don't think that the full implementation of it was great. I think that it kind of got it stuck, didn't it, stick to it it got stuck in the landing. saying it's not compelling might be wanting... God. I was saying saying it's not compelling
1: might be the wrong way to to phrase it. Um it didn't like Morgan saying there it didn't stick the landing for me and to be quite honest with you, it it wasn't a story that I was interested in seeing to begin with.
4: I, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I I think, yeah, I I think that's compelling. I think that's what compelling (laughs) means, but like that's splitting hairs. Um, I, I just, I felt like it got trapped a little bit in between trying to be this movie about social commentary while also including this iconic character that so many people love. And at the end of the day, um, the social commentary was put aside for the character and it felt sad because up until that point, I was like, it's really cool for them to take this iconic character and use it as a vessel for social commentary. And then for them to just kind of throw that away at the end of the movie was completely unrewarding. Um And I, I still think that that story was com- interesting enough uh, to be told. And I liked, I really liked the first two thirds of the movie a lot, but um yeah, just that, that last little bit just kind of ruined what they were building towards. And Joaquin Phoenix, mm. uh, his performance is sublime. So. Yeah.
3: It's interesting to see how,
0: how all over the place we are, which is a nice way to end this because, um, I think the perfect way to segue, um, cause I know a lot of people were upset with how I felt about the final fantasy seven remake story was, uh, so there, so I love Blade Runner and, I, the new Blade Runner is so amazing, like it blew my mind. I, I don't know if you, have you guys seen Blade Run the new Blade yeah. Runner? Um,
4: I need to. Like, I, I still was haven't watched it yet.
0: It's really good. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, that was like a, a Morgan movie, like through and through. And what I liked about it was they took an established franchise that people love, but it was also like hard to make these fans happy, and they gave it to um, Dennis Villanueva and why i like him he's one of my favorite directors he was like an up-and-comer he made these are like really interesting artistic films he made um uh arrival which is actually one of his bigger films it was mm-hmm. a really good science fiction film he made um prisoners he made enemy which is a, a film where jake gyllenhaal has a doppelganger and it's a really dark creepy movie that i love also and played by they- jake gyllenhaal Yes, two two Jake Gyllenhaals. <laughs> it's like the the Nicholas Cage and Sicario. Like he and they said, look, we're gonna and he's making Dune, which looks fucking awesome. I'm very um, excited for Dune.
2: That, that sounds really cool. Yeah,
0: and he and they said, look, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give this new up and coming artistic vision to someone because we know he's gonna do something really cool and unique with it. And I just wish that like square had maybe given the seven remake to someone with known for a little more like artistic flair like a yokotaro or something like that who was interested because that's the kind of stuff that i'm personally more interested in um whereas like i feel like with nomura he's sort of like a face value block summer blockbuster kind of a guy like tetsuya nomura he's you know the kingdom hearts guy he's going to give you the summer blockbuster kind of a story which is fun and fine um but i think kingdom hearts is a summer blockbuster Yes, I do very much. I'm
4: so. Uh, Where did this come from? I'm so confused right now. Where is this coming from? We weren't talking about Final Fantasy VII at all.
0: Well, that was the other side of the poll. With my, the, the people were voting between. We tied. People were voting which whose take they didn't like the most: Rich's Joker take or my. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake story take. And that's also another misconception is that I think the whole game is bad, which is not true. I think the, the music is is great. I think the combat is fine. I think it looks mostly great. I don't think the whole game is crap. When you hear some podcasts we have coming out later and if you sign up for our Patreon and you get those extra podcasts, it's going to sound like I'm being a lot more negative. Because we basically have to break down the story in that game for like two hours, so you're taking the one thing I did not like at all, and I'm forced to talk about it for two hours. So just keep that in mind when you hear those. Um, but like, I just yeah, I just wish that they that I was just using Blade Runner as an example of uh, like I like. There's a lot of like sort of people in the industry that I think like that's why God of War was so good. They gave it to um, Corey Rock and I, yeah, and and it was the right person to give it to, you know, the right vision to head the thing. That's what I, that's the best way to explain how I felt about, um, but there's hours and hours of that content. If you want to go check it out.
2: So (laughs)
0: yeah, but what's, what's going on? What am I missing? What is Josh laughing about? It's not important. You,
2: you, 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 you caught it. You caught it as soon as you said it, didn't you?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't catch anything. What's going on? Um, Anyways, that was a fun poll, and uh, let's let's get out of here. Corey, um, Cory what?
2: Barlog. There you Barlog. go. You said you said Barlog.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, and I immediately okay. was
1: like, I, as soon as I said it, as soon as it left my my mouth, I was just picturing
0: fucking Gandalf, just yeah. like in the shall
1: minds not of Moria. Pass. <laughs>
0: yeah I mean a lot of yeah the people involved are a big part of those things so um, alright so uh, let's get the fuck out of here it's been almost four hours because of course when we have nothing else to do this is the shit we pull um hope you enjoyed it I want to thank Rich for being here from New York Shay for being here from Japan Josh for being here from Michigan of course I'm here from Montana and we'll see you next week for an all new Chompcast why you fools